Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about it, the movie we've all been waiting for, the, 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 the big headline of things that we really were excited about for how many years? Mickey, what's the name of the movie? Gandhi? No! Oh. Batman! Oh, yeah! Batman. The Flash! Oh, I mean The Flash, yeah! Uh, so today we're we're finally going to talk about the Flash, uh, Ezra Miller, uh, Michael Keaton, uh, Bill, uh, uh, Ben Affleck, Gail Gadot, Gadot. Oh, and spoiler alert, by the way. Yes. For if you, if you haven't me. seen it, or judging, we, judging by the, the the attendance, you probably haven't. haven't. Uh, more than half of you probably haven't. We'll, we will definitely get into that in a minute. Um, excuse me, but uh, just yeah, a little bit of a. Gavido, we won't, we won't um, even tell you the other cameo surprise cameos that come up. There's a couple. There's a couple more. Yep. Will we mention those or not right now? Uh, in I think I think we go through. I think we do a, a brief synopsis okay. and then we kind of talk through later on. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. Um. So we've got yeah the Flash. I mean, we're gonna be talking about this in in pretty pretty good detail because there's just a lot to unpack. Um, everything from the plot of the movie itself, the cameos. Uh, you know the 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 pacing, everything. You know what, what makes a good movie, and this is a good movie. I thought it was I think great. we both agree that it's a good movie. I actually would say it's one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. And and I'm not exaggerating. And unfortunately, not everybody agrees with that. Well, the, or, there's so much of a variance. Of, and we live in a time you know, where people critic critique everything it just you can't find the good in anything anymore yep. that's how people are but i think some of the negative is just people hearing from other people because enough people haven't gone out and yes. seen it to change all that yeah yep. if more people go out and see it and realize that they're it's a the self-fulfilling prophecy right if the yep. idiots that are criticizing you know they could outnumber them by going and see it because i think if enough people went and saw it they'd realize all oh, these people are just being critics right Right, but that hasn't happened. Um, so that to to keep you reeled in and make sure you listen to the end of the episode. That's just a teaser for what what we're going to be talking about. But there's there's so much in in that there was so much building up to this movie. And obviously, if you if you're listening to this podcast, you know we talked about it in length. And then you even had, even the commercials and like yeah. you haven't seen a blockbuster like this where the where the advertisements came from all the sponsors and like Taco right. Bell and all those. I don't know if Taco Bell was one, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. A yeah. lot of those. I haven't seen that kind of boom from sponsorship for a while. Yeah. It hasn't, it has, it's, it's, it's like the 2000s or 90s where there was like every fast food restaurant had a McDonald's right. toy or a toy, whatever. Which McFarlane, that made me think it couldn't fail. And yet here people are not giving it a chance. McFarland was on the ball. I had all of the Flash action figures, Batwing, Batmobile. I had all of it like a month before the movie came out. I mean, everything seemed like this movie was going to be Star a, Wars. Bo- a blockbuster success. Right. And, and so there's, there's a little bit of a, I, I, we, we need to, we need to go into that. I think at the end of the movie, at the end of this, the, the episode, episode, we'll, we'll talk through some of the things that did well, some of the things that weren't, weren't hitting on all cylinders, didn't do well. Do we go and, through that list that we posted or not? Uh, they, we 15 could. reasons i mean yeah i I, th- I think we pull that up at the end and talk okay. through because i because i think some of those are legitimate right. and but they're legitimate in the in the aspect of this is the reason why the movie 
hasn't been doing well. Not this is the reason why the movie is bad. Right. There's a I, big distinction between that. Because and I don't be, think the movie is bad. So, yeah. yeah we're a lot of to, these reasons I don't like or I think are ridiculous and it's yep. people just being judgmental. Right. But I understand where they're coming from with this list. So if we do go over it, I wasn't sure. I won't mention that in the news and we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, let's – yeah, we. I think that's uh, – I think we start with all the things that they said were bad at the end of it. Start right. with everything that was bad. And then talk, and not a good note because it, it was a good movie. And oh, just given um, our opinions, we'll we'll bring it back up yeah, to the exactly exactly. I think it leave you on a on a good note and uh, encourage you to go watch this movie. Uh, to date, Mickey and I have seen this movie twice in the movie theaters, so it's uh, fresh on our minds. Uh, I I'm sure Mickey has seen articles and things pop up about it. I've been watching a couple of my some of my favorite um, YouTube channels that like go through and break down these movies. Uh, one of them is Screen Crush. I would highly recommend anybody who really wants a deep dive into any new uh, Marvel, Star Wars, uh, DC, anything, like basically anything we talk about on this show, he's like on the ball the next day with a review video. Screen of like, Crush? It's called Screen Crush. And it's this guy who, it, he's got his little dog on the side and like makes like, it, it sounds weird, but he like does like little voice like he pans to the dog and he's like, oh, what's that? It's just a funny. Yeah. Anyways, all oh, right, I get it. So, but he, but he is very thorough in a way that isn't uh, ridiculous. Like, oh my god, he itched his nose, and drags out, and on you know, and like on. over. It, it's not an overanalyzing. Like he's right. pointing out things you might have already noticed, but also things that like, oh, that makes sense. And like he talks about more so than what we do. Like this is the. This is like you know the fables. Like, what's the what's the like point the of the story? The background behind it and all that. Stuff. Well, the background, but also like, what's the point of the story? The what's the point of the movie? Right. What's the message that they're trying to convey? How well did they do that? So it keeps it interesting. It, it all ties together, and it even explains yeah. things that you might have not known or right. didn't understand. I typically go out and watch him after um, like a, a episode of Mandalorian, or like like I said with this movie. Um, the next so, day, he posts for all that kind of. He's, big he's stuff. getting he's getting stuff ahead of time, and he's watching oh. things. You know, you know, at first the first chance that he get. I mean, he's probably up at midnight when the episode drops, and then sure, recording it later does. that movie or later that morning. You know, right. so. Uh, but anyway, so we'll we'll that. Needless to say, between Mickey and I, we probably have a good two hours, if not more, worth of information to dissect this movie, which. In the past, we've talked about two or three movies at a time. This is, I think, one that does, which obviously we're doing it. It deserves its own episode, oh, and it's, it deserves it's new for to one be. Thing, but it deserves to be talked about in detail. Right? So. Yeah, because it was just that well done. You were excited about it. I wanted to see it. I tried to keep myself even, you know. And I just am old and cynical now, so my hype wasn't nearly what yours was. I'm not a Batman fan like you are either, but but I think that was a big reason, or at least a, a very a, one of the reasons why I did enjoy it so much because I didn't have any expectations. Right. But right. any expectations I did have were blown out of the water because I just it was really good. So yeah, I think I think we'll we'll paint a pretty picture of it and hopefully convince any of our listeners to actually go and see it. So so I hope I hope to return the favor when Deadpool three comes out. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> I don't think those movies can disappoint me unless Ryan Reynolds dies in the first five minutes or something. True. Although, with his smart mouth, I just can't imagine I'd be disappointed. Well, he can't 
He can't die, right? I mean, well, that's well, I wouldn't think. His name can't is regrow from like his. Oh, that's true. Yeah, head. he literally can't die. Yeah. Duh. Anyways, die. let's uh, let's get into the in the news because yeah, there's some there's some interesting things that have happened since our last episode, and I think it's it's worth. It, I mean, we've been posting a lot of Flash stuff, but it's it's worth to kind of go over. Well, the last time stuff. it was mostly Flash stuff. That's why we had such few news segments. But okay, so episode sixty, by the way, we've Ooh. come a long way. Yeah, we're, we'll have to. We've made it. Maybe episode seventy-five. We'll have another uh, live, live one. Yeah, live that'd be, that, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. So Kevin Smith acquired and will publicly review Joel Schumacher's unseen cut of Batman Forever. Yeah, and this is uh this has been talked about before uh, in the same vein as like uh, the Justice League Zack Snyder cut. Um, I am interested in this because I think out of the two of them, Batman Forever was better. I've talked about this before. Batman Forever was better than Batman and Robin. It was a show. Oh, yeah. Val Kilmer, not that Ben a- or uh, what's his face George Clooney. George Clooney was a bad Batman, but it just it was too campy. Um, yeah. They, they, I, uh, I think we re- reviewed Batman Returns. We didn't review the 1989 Batman yet. I don't think. I don't think so. When we get into that, I'm going to talk about how when Batman Returns came out, which I should have talked about it when Batman Returns came out, but it was an episode on is this a Christmas movie? So there's there was other things that we were reviewing at the time, but essentially the reason why those movies were the way that they are is because, um. Uh, they Tim Burton was basically told you're not going to do another Batman. Batman Returns was way too dark. It was way too aggressive. It was supposed to be a kids movie. Like, like it was a huge scandal. Like Batman ha- or um, McDonald's had to like come back and say sorry, we put out these toys, and like it was a whole deal. I mean, you get you know a hat, you know, pretty much naked Michelle Pfeiffer laying on the bed of you know the 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 penguin. I mean, the penguin biting off somebody's nose. I mean, the first scene of the movie is two parents dropping a kid into a well, river. Well, it's Tim Burton, so it's going to be a little dark. But And in retrospect, Why wouldn't yes. you not have that guy not do it? I mean, less negative. There was, why would you even have that guy do it in the first place then? Well, that's what you were not trying And to they were trying for a new... And, and that's where... It, like, everybody loved the first one. That's like the Nightmare thing. Before Christmas, he did the first one, right? They did both of them, yeah. The first one and Returns. So they wanted like a Nightmare Before Christmas type type feeling. I yeah, guess? yeah. They they I think they wanted the darkness without the like goriness, the goriness. Right. So, anyways, that is that is a huge discussion for a later time, right? Yeah, there, we got to do should that have, at some point. Basically, there should have been a Batman three with Tim Burton and and Michael Keaton, but and uh, Billy D. Williams as Two Face, but we're not going to get into that right now. That, that so, was a plan. He was Harvey Dent in the first movie. Oh yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, so before we get into, but so so yes, uh, Kevin Smith, I trust him to oh, to give a good knows review, what he, and he's he'll be uh, honest. He's funny, and dude's been around the block. I and and we'll bring him and up. He's again. a huge comic fan, so oh yeah, he, he owns a comic book store. And there was an actual show about he about that. He's got movies that like basically were comic book movies. So he owned a comic book store. There was yeah. actually a show called Powerhouse Comics. Or it wasn't called that, but um, he actually had a show that was about the guys running his comic book yeah, store. So they were just, yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Um, but so I guess my point being, he'll do a good job of reviewing it and, and providing some good feedback. Um, I don't. I'm. I'm. Can, I'm. I'm curious as to what comes out of this. Um, 
you know, diehard fans of like um, the uh, Lord of the Rings, they'll they'll tell you you got to watch the extended version, which is basically right. the director's cut. Um, you know, the Justice League just happened. I, I I'd like to see if this extended cut, the Schumacher version, is going to make it like push it over the edge to actually be like a good movie or like deserving of that 1990s Batman movie, you know, like it, like you wanted it to be. Yeah. So I, I'd be, I'd be interested to see what he says about that. But anyways, that's, and if anyone will have that insight, I think that guy definitely could. If I don't remember at the end of the, and when we talk about one of the cameos, Kevin Smith actually talked to the director who was supposed to be doing that, um, uh, Nick, Nick Cage Superman movie. Oh yeah, and I'm going to tell you why that scene was the scene that it was because it was very specific to that an interview. There's that Kevin a cliffhanger. Smith. What, what? Yeah, Nicholas Cage Superman. Whatever are you talking about? Listen, listen to hear more. Don't you, don't you can't turn, turn us off now if if you're actually listening. So Sony eyeing October 24th for the release of Venom Three. I like those movies, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I uh, I'm still behind. I haven't seen Carnage yet, so oh, that's really good. I uh, I definitely want to catch up on that one before, but that's yeah. on stars. I, which Venom I seems like such a core. I mean, it, it and let's be honest though, if you look at Spider-Man's villains, they go toe to toe with any Batman Rogues Gallery. Like Batman's Rogues Gallery of villains compared to Spider-Man's is like. They're they're shot for shot. Like right. you've got so many strong characters. I mean, to the point where I think that, like, you talk about like DC, and it's mostly talking about Batman villains, right? Right. I think when you talk about Marvel, there's just a ton of Spider-Man villains, right? Because you know? it was so, done that villain, way. Or, Spider-Man's been around a while, so they're established villains. So you've right. seen them multiple times, but they were good characters to begin with. They yeah. they were strong characters, you know. So not just flimsy. Well, this guy fell in a vat of Tar. So now he's Tar Man. Like that's that's it. <laughs> well, the th- the thing is, is like like I've, t- I've talked before about that uh, Arkham Asylum game. There's so many of those characters that they just like tried out in the DC. Like, like, oh, he Calendar Man. Like right. it's like what? he was he was putting up wallpaper, and the wallpaper fell on top of him. <laughs> now he's Wallpaper Man. Like what? Yeah. Come on. So, so I I think, but regardless, I think that that will be something that you know we can, yeah, yeah, so, we'll critique. Yes, yes, for sure. Everyone else does it. Why can't we? So, speaking of Marvel, Marvel's secret or series, Secret Invasion, has started. Focuses on Nick Fury. It began streaming on June 21st, and the second episode is now out. And I have watched it, and it's pretty good. I um, and there I, might be some hangover for the Marvel stuff, but it's pretty good. And you're you're seeing a lot of stuff that was kind of alluded to in other yeah. movies and stuff but it's it's they've been good. building to this for a while yeah exactly um which is i mean it's gonna end up being secret wars is kind of the right the next and i've got um, i have i have not seen that. i saw like the first 10 minutes of the first episode excuse me i did see one article in passing though that said the reviews of this movie show her show yeah. um have been kind of all over the place what and people didn't it, just jump off their couches in love with it. That doesn't happen, does and, it? But what they said was it proves that Marvel fans don't know what they want anymore. Right. So, which and and probably those are the same people judging these DC movies because I'm not yeah. sure there are really as many DC fans. Probably no, 
So the, the Schneider verse, those Schneider fans, they, they're like they're so small. Right. So the, there's probably crossover. Anybody like me, I like both. I don't superhero, superhero, but the Holy Trinity, Star Wars, Batman, yeah. Star Wars, DC, and well, Marvel. I'll never get sick of Star Wars. I don't think, but but they do it better. That they, they don't. I mean, they've been shoving it down your throat more than they used to. But Marvel has just been giving it, and I, I they got more release dates that are just going to be evidence to that. So yeah, it's just you know pulling the reins a little bit. You know, right. So, right on cue, uh, this, there's been a shift in these release dates. The untitled Deadpool movie, I don't know if we mentioned that. I didn't realize it was untitled. So I just thought they were going to call it Deadpool 3. Yeah, well, so did I, but I, th- I think they'll call it something because it's the third one in the franchise. That's moved now from November 8th, 2024 to May 3rd, 2024. So, that that's moved up. So, that's okay. but so in place. Little, so n- and, and you'll see a pattern here. Now, that's moved to move to May 3rd, 2024, so my son's birthday next year, which that's not that far away, man. I'm, I'm looking forward Good to it. Good birthday present. Yeah, yeah. Even if he doesn't want to go, I'm going to drag him to it. <laughs> Captain America Brave New World moves from that new date for Deadpool, May 3rd, 2024, to July 26th, 2024, so only two months later. Thunderbolts yeah. moves from July 26th, 2024, to December 20th, of 2024 so yeah. at least there's six months between them so yeah you're seeing the yes yeah yeah i get what you're saying now it's it's they're, yeah. i mean they're, they're replacing the date with but the dates are still so close together blade uh blade is moving from september 6 2024 to february 14th 2025 so there's a little bigger gap now they're starting to have fantastic four is moving from that february 14th 2025 date to May 2nd of 2025, day before my son's birthday, in case you're keeping track. Avengers, the Kang Dynasty, moves from that February 14th, 2025 date to May 1st of 2026. So now it seems like they're going to come out in May of each year. Avengers Secret Wars moves from May 1st, 2026 to May 7th of 2027. So they're finally figuring maybe only one a year. That might be mean four freaking TV series come out in the meantime, but every right. May it sounds like from a certain point they're gonna put out one of these movies. So maybe they figured it out not to shove it down our throats so much. I, I maybe, maybe I see what you're doing there. Maybe May. Um, <laughs> I may not be. This might not be a popular opinion, but there's only two. Of them. I missed it when. They had at every year Comic Con, you know, big whatever San Diego Comic Con or whatever. They they like release next year's. That was it, right? It was well, like we're gonna we're gonna tell you what's gonna happen next year, and then everything else is gonna be a big secret. Well, I mean, and like with Star Wars, when I was growing up, and even you, the the second trilogy, every four years it was like the Olympics. So I mean, you talk about anticipation, people well, getting antsy. That might be a little too much. There's a happy medium in there somewhere. Well, and I'm not. Find. I'm not even talking about like how often they release them. I'm talking about like I don't need to know that that movie's coming out in three years. Oh right, yeah. Why? What? Right. What, what is that benefit? I see me? what you mean. Yeah. Right. I'm not gonna like you're, you're. In two weeks, I'm gonna forget all about it because it's three years away. It's, it just seems like it seems like they they tried to like they're like everybody loves us, so we're gonna give us more and more and more. And, and they like, did. And now you I took just, advantage of the love. And now the love's starting to fade. Yeah. So, right? I yeah, we'll we'll talk about the 
superhero bubble, but I, I yeah. think that there's some. Well, some we've that, talked but. about that already in yeah. a lot of our shows. So, uh, speaking of the Flash, have we, have we done that? Andy Machete, the director of the Flash, is set to direct DCU's The Brave and the Bold. Yep. And we talked about that movie in the past, about how that's going to be like the first Batman movie of the second movie of the DCU, DCU. first Batman movie right. of the DCU. Yep. And speaking of that, DCU's Swamp Thing, that's one that I'm really looking forward to, not knowing as much about all the other ones. They will be making it into a horror type movie, like along the lines of Frankenstein, which yeah. sounds really interesting to me. I, um, because that's a little different than what we're seeing, except for like, um, Werewolf by Night. Yes. Man, great minds. I like just, it. although I wouldn't have remembered it, but I just watched it with Joy for the first time. She Ooh. watched it with me and she loved it. She did. She, she wasn't scared really or anything. No, no. And, oh, she's and seen I think, a lot of stuff by now. And she, and, and so I, I wouldn't have, it, that's fresh in my mind right now. Right. So, but you knew you me. Know. I couldn't think of it, but yeah, yep. that's exactly what I'm talking so, about. So, so you it's got nice it. to see a horror type genre. Mixed in with all the superheroes. And, and again, I, I know we've talked about how the DC and Marvel have ripped each other off, but it's got, it, it's, somebody's got to laugh when you, you have people like the Atom Smasher and then Ant-Man, which they're basically the same guy. Right, oh yeah. And yeah. then you've got Total Swamp parallels. Thing and then, you know, Man Thing. Sewer like, Man, yeah. Like, like, like come on. Like, right. you love Thing in it. Like, yeah, you didn't right. even... They have the same name, like, only the middle initial is different. Yeah, yeah. come on. Like, I mean, like, at least change your name on the top of the, and I, the and test I when you copy the answers. The like, thing is, I think it was back and forth as these characters were coming out, too. And then you had these these third um, manufacturers of comics would come out, yeah. and they'd have their own version or, or the black version or the Asian version or whatever. And it was literally the same character, same storyline. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, DC's got this guy. It's like fast food restaurants now oh we have this kind of chicken sandwich yeah. we better have one too dc's got this okay marvel has to come out with this and then vice versa and you can right. just see it happening and there's so many parallels throughout I, these I i gotta say though like it, and obviously podcasts and the internet and everything else wasn't around back in the you know 40s 50s 60s but i think it would be really fun to like go into a comic book store and be like come on are you serious like pick them up and like really literally pick up a marvel one and then pick up are you serious? Like this is like, like you're you're like on the day of like all the releases come out, like you're waiting by the door ready to get the comic book, and then you look at it, you're like, really? Like, I already <laughs> read this whole series, like in the other universe. So, but yeah. any, yes, I'm excited for that movie. As well, yeah, but you're right. Um, I mean, that there is a lot of parallels that you know, and you know, one of them sometimes actually got to give it to Marvel. They've been. Since Stan Lee came out and Jack Kirby, they, they developed the characters a little better. So these characters maybe were a little better versions of the DC ver of characters, whether they were original or not. Right. They just made these into human beings. So right. Marvel does know what it's doing to some degree. Oh yeah, they're, I mean they're both both companies in their own right are are great. I mean there's a reason why they're around, still, still existing, right? You know? And and bigger than they ever were. Yeah, you know, right. So. Right. Speaking of Marvel, Craven the Hunter releases in October of this year. So another yeah. Spider-Man villain, another it looks rogues interesting, gallery yeah. of different yeah. than the other stuff, though. Too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then I'm curious if that's going to exist in that Sony verse or if it's going to be an MCU movie. That's and that's makes it hard to because they because that whole yeah because then if there's a Rhino 
Well, know. and then it's hard. It's hard to know if it's always going to be there, if, or if Sony's just going to pull out like it, it's threatened to before too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good news is is uh, Universal or 20th Century Fox or whoever had the rights to um, Incredible Hulk finally those lapsed and Marvel bought them. So. Oh. Marvel does have. That's where like this, you know, Incredible Hulk movie that's coming out, and like they're 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 going to be able to do more like standalone movies. Because if you haven't noticed, like besides that first movie, Hulk hasn't existed in any movie no. unless he's in a movie with a right, making a cameo basically. So yeah. they that's part of the like licensing jargon that they can't just have a standalone. I movie thought it was, him. and I think this is funny to say because I used to say Ed Norton was one of my favorite actors. I thought maybe he ruined it so bad that they just went, no, nah, we're not going back there. Mm-mm. Obviously, that's not the case because Mark Ruffalo took it over anyway. And it is pretty, I mean. I like I, Ruffalo so much better in that role, by the way. Yeah, and I, I think that it it's disappointing when the licensing and the thing, that those types of things get in the way of like a good movie. But right. it's a business at the end of the day. I get it. It's just, it's just frustrating. Are you saying that sometimes the money's more important? Well, what? I, when did that start? Again, I don't. We don't have enough time to cover it, but I got this whole like why the CGI has been bad lately. I got a whole spiel about that too. And we can maybe get into that because that's one of the critiques for yes. the Flash movie. It's, so it's surprise, surprise. Those those people who are doing it are being overworked. Well, and they, yeah, we've talked about they that hire the out the CGI to another like a third party. We talked and, about that with the Bad Batch. Why it yeah. took so long for it to come out? Yeah. Yeah. So now we can get into that right after this. DC announced new actors for the Superman and Lois Lane and a new James Gunn movie. Brand new. Just just announced. You just put that out. I had to write it down today. David, yeah. you go ahead and say their names. I don't even, I don't have them. David Corin Sweat. Sure. You'll, and I, Rachel Brosnan. You'll be able to Nahan. pronounce their names in a couple of years. Oh, yeah. They'll that, be so. blockbuster names. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they're big enough names to people who aren't idiots like me, but I can't pronounce my own. Well, here's so. the here's the thing. Like. They they probably I don't know who they are, but they're you know if if, if they're probably go, not ugly people. They're probably <laughs> fairly fit. If if things go well, they're going to be well known. They're going to they're going to do well. They're going to you know. But I am a Bucks but, fan, and I still can't say Giannis's name. So maybe it just doesn't happen. I'm not even going to try. Antetokounmpo. That's the yeah. closest I can come without spraining my face. So, <laughs> um, and I've been practicing. So. But somebody, I think somebody said, or there's been comments online about like, oh, this guy, he's not, he's not super bulk, and he's not like muscular, like. It's a suit that does that for you. Well, here's the thing: the test screenings, the test shots for Henry Cavill or Cavill. Is I it think Cavill? it's Cavill. Sounds okay. more right. Um, he looks skinny. Sure. So they're like, oh, those suits. He's gonna. Well, the suits, but. He's gonna bulk up. Like well, he's sure. gonna go on this like insane workout. But nobody thinks he's of, gonna. You know, nobody thinks of Keaton or Clooney or Affleck. Right. I mean, even Pattinson. He's kind of buff, but these guys aren't just coming out of their shirts right. like Vin Diesel or freaking The Rock. The Rock, yes, The Rock was a yeah. You know, nobody. I mean, yeah. these guys come out of their their shirts like that. So I. Yeah. So I guess, but what I'm getting and then at, look at is, Adam West. He's like, I didn't need the muscles. I just had them. Like, well, you didn't. But nobody expected that. I, I, I mean, yeah, that that was, you know, I think I posted something about like, yeah, I, I have, you know, the reason why I have a dad bod is because this was an example yeah, of right, superheroes exactly. that I had. Like, like, I have pecs as big as that. And they're they're kind of man boobs, but they're still bigger pecs than Adam West was in that picture. And I'm not using shark repellent on a daily basis. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, exciting things to come. I think, uh, again, give them a chance before you shit on them. Yeah, right. That's the 
That's the message of today. Just give it a chance before you shit on it. Just because <laughs> right. it's DC doesn't mean it's bad. Just because and, it's a new actor that you don't know or actress for that matter. Just control your shit for God's sake. Who's yeah. just shitting everywhere anyway? We live in a civilized world so far still. Let's keep it that way. Uh, anyways, so that everything we got for... Uh, that's the news. That, that is the news. It only took almost a half an hour, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Um, all right, so... The Flash, we've been talking at length about it. Uh, we've reviewed things about it. We've talked about different uh, aspects of it mo- leading up to the movie. Um, so I'd like to just quickly go through a synopsis. And what really you need to understand, and we talked about this before with the Flashpoint. So in July of 2011, uh, the Flashpoint um, comic book came out, and it reset the DC universe to the New 52. Essentially, um, he it begins when when Barry Allen. So this is I'm going to read this real quick, and then you'll see the differences between what the original source material was and how they did this movie. Because this this movie was supposed to be Flashpoint. That's basically what it was. You know, and they all, changed all it rest. that much while they were shooting it. Then. Uh not while they were shooting it. Just in in general, it was. It's like they. They did a lot different. Than but I mean, did. was that during writing? I writing? Think, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so the main Flashpoint series begins as Alan woke up in a reality far different than the one he did customs to. In a world where Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other's forces, devastating the common man in the process. It was a world where Superman was a frail, meek captive. Okay. We got right. Supergirl. Right. Cyborg was a... Top-tier heroic force for good. You barely hear about him. A world in which Bruce Wayne was murdered by his fateful mugger, forcing his father, Thomas Wayne, to adopt the mantle of a more violent, jaded Batman. It was the world of Flashpoint, and Barry Allen had... It, it, it was the world of Flashpoint, and Barry Allen had no idea how to be, get back to his own universe. After joining forces with Batman, Cyborg... A new heroine, Element Woman, had a handful of other rebel heroes to combat the warring, warring Atlantis and the Amazon frac- factions. The Flash soon learned that he himself was the reason for the history that they altered. A morning, in mourning for his mother, the Flash had raced to the past to stop his foe, Reverse Flash, from murdering her. So in this series, the Reverse Flash right. killed his mother. We don't know who killed her in... And that's that's part of the synopsis. We his dad's in trouble for throughout the movie. You see his dad, you know, on trial for killing his mother. Because during the scene, you see him holding her, but she's got a dart in her chest or a knife. A knife. She was cutting up food for the right. So that same knife is in her chest, and she's bleeding out, and her dad's holding her. Or Flash's dad is holding her, and he gets and accused. Yeah, because he's the accused. nearest one there, so he gets accused and. And they never actually discuss who you never find out in the movie. movie. And that, as good as the movie was, I didn't even think about that. And this, I'm a, I have another podcast if you haven't talked about it, <laughs> where we talk about this dark, gruesome stuff and serial killers, murder mystery, murder, yeah, yeah true just, crime, yeah, right, true crime. That's the big words. I couldn't think of those two one syllable words. I Werewolf by Night. <laughs> thank you. It's been a long week. I didn't even think about that the first time because I was so enthralled by everything else going on. It took me to the second one where, hey, they never told us who did. And that's one of the yep one of the great. Which I, this. you know, we just kind of gave it away that Dad didn't do it. But. Um, by the way, um, well, I mean, you knew that at the beginning of the movie, but yeah, 
Yeah, um, I guess it's true. I'm reading from a volume of DC Comics Visual History. Of course you are, Tom. Why wouldn't you have that book? Okay, so... Who does it? The, the reverse flash from... Our, the re resultant en energies Barry carried with him from the Speed Force had chained reality into a dystopia of Flashpoint. Knowing what he had to do, Barry raced back in time to undo his mistake and then sped forward again in the hope of return, returning to a restored DC universe. Okay. However, on the journey back, something was different. Instead of just one reality, the Flash witnessed three. The DC, Wildstorm, and Virgo universes. He continued to the present and Flash glimpsed a hooded, mysterious figure who seemed to be watching the events as they transpired. In the end, Barry Allen manages to arrive to the present day, but unbeknownst to him, the universe has changed again, and this time, it seems to be permanent. So, very similar. You know, that is what they were trying to get with this. This right. was a live-action version. Um, the comic a lot books of came out... Are similar. A lot com of things are. Comics books came out in 2011. Uh, the movie... The animated movie that was a direct um, parallel to that was, came out. A, I don't know, a couple of years later. So the entire the entire premise of this movie, though, is that Barry Allen, like Batman, like Bruce Wayne's parents, Barry Allen's mom died when he was young, and he realizes, and he and you you see this in the Justice League Schneider cut. That he basically went back in time like a couple seconds, but he realizes he can travel to the past in what he's called a chronosphere or something like that. You, I'm sorry to interrupt, and I probably shouldn't be doing now anyway. But you said we saw at the beginning of the movie that Dad was innocent. Well, I mean, you knew from the beginning that he was innocent, just the way they were acting towards him. Well, like, at the beginning, because he was serving time, but yeah, but they're like, "Oh, we got to figure out how to get you out of there because you didn't do it." You mean that way? No, he came home and found her. Like, if you remember at the beginning of the movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because you, know, you, you actually see the scenario where it happens. You yeah, see right. him in. We see that he's innocent because yeah. he, he yeah, she's already laying there with a knife in her chest. Yeah, um, that's right. I'm sorry. And well, you, I only saw it you twice, see him. I know that. You see him next to her with the knife in his chest, but or her chest. But either but you way, saw him you at know. The store. Yeah, you saw him at the store. You saw him coming home to her, you know. Right. Um, but. What I was getting at, though, with that is you have, you know, this established because because they recast him, uh, but it was established that his dad was in jail in Justice League. So in that movie, right. he goes to visit him. He's like, "Hey, I'm going to school, criminal yeah. justice. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight to, you know, make sure that you get a retrial." Blah 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 blah. So that's the entire premise of the movie in terms of like what the goal of Barry Allen was. In the process of that, so... A couple again, other things happen in the movie. Yes. At the beginning of the movie, you have one of the best openings of any superhero movie I've ever I seen. I thought it was awesome. Um, Including the CGI, that was also critiqued. Yes. Said, yes. Yes. The CGI. I thought that was yep. amazing. Different than you've seen before, and so cool, and there's babies flying through the sky. and A baby shower. Yep. Yeah, they literally call it a baby shower. One gets put in a microwave. That kind of made me question, like, how does that kid not suffocate? <laughs> But then I realized, oh, yeah, dumbass, this is a flash. This is happening, happening within a second. Yeah. So, yeah, the kid's in the microwave for about. And then the only other problem I had with that, sorry to interrupt your synopsis, but the ding. Okay, it's not plugged in. It wouldn't have dinged to remind him to take the baby out. Sorry. Now I'm being an ass and a critic. 
<laughs> that was the unrealistic that's, part. That's what I didn't like about the movie. <laughs> that, that is what got you. Nothing that else. stood out. Nothing else. But that was the most unrealistic part. That damn gang really bothered me. Um, but yeah, so what, what Mickey's talking about is essentially babies are coming out of like the umpteenth story of a high-rise building that's a hospital. Barry Allen has blown. to sa- save them. Uh, a Falcone, they talk about it at the beginning. And this, and, and honestly, like, it makes, and I, and I understand now why Ben Affleck was like, I had a lot of fun playing Batman in this movie because... He even said he finally figured out he, how to do it. He did a really good job as Batman. And that's what he said. I finally figured out how to play this role. Yeah. And I'm probably done doing it. He just, he did such a good job of being Batman, being Bruce Wayne, the blue and gray suit Kind of being a dad to the Flash, you know, like, Chef's kiss with that, I right? Mean, and like Iron Man was to uh, Spider Man, kind yeah. of being a dad to the Flash, and just, well, son, you know, like you know, just the things he would say and the way he approached him and everything. Was, you get you get interactions with Alfred, you get interactions with Bruce Wayne at and Batman. You get interact, you get to see his like little ship, like in him coming out of it with his bat cycle. You get to see all of these things that are just like. You almost feel like, like, yes, this is, this is what the DC EU should have been. Right. This is what it should have been. And like I said, he was on that. He's on that show, Smartless, because um, he, you know, those guys are all stars. So he even said, "Yeah, I finally f- felt comfortable in this role, yeah. and like I knew what I was doing." So right. he even said he did. And a and job. he had even admitted too. He's like, it's it was basically a cameo, and it and it right. was in, in in some regards. But he warns Barry about traveling to the past, and he's like, you have no idea the implications of this or the, the resultant of messing with time. Right. And, and, and the how... Flash gets an even better explanation later on as the movie goes on. <clears throat> yeah. And, and so he, he's told, basically, he's warned, like, don't do it. because, he, And he said, well, I could save your parents. Like he was trying to pull, you know, he was trying to pull that emotion right. out of him. And it almost and worked, but Batman says. He's just like. Our scars make us who this we are. This is why I am who I am because you of know? what happened. And, and you can't change it. And as they explain, because you're not going to change it in this universe. You're just going right. to create another one altogether. Right. You got you got <laughs> butterfly effect, uh, back to the future, however you, yeah. Right. Why, and why yeah, that? you're not. And as they, there's, there's a fulcrum, you know. So not not only did you, you're changing the straight line that was already there, you're creating more. From yeah. that folk, from that center point where you it all started. So. What Mickey's talking about is an explanation, which I love. That it comes they, later on by a certain Batman that Tom, yeah, that Monty might a Michael a Michael Michael Mother F and Keaton. I don't know um, if you've heard of him, but uh, they talk about the it's a it's a spaghetti. It's like an uncooked spaghetti analogy where you got a group of spaghetti noodles, and there's a a point like a pivot point where you change something. This You're not only changing from that point. You're not only changing the future, but you're change you change the past too. of that. But then you're adding all these universes in the process as you ch- try right. all these different attempts. So before we get out of that, maybe I should shut up and let you do a whole synopsis. <laughs> well, I'm I am taking a little bit longer than I usually do. So, um, but yeah. So so Barry Allen he meets uh, I, Idris West Idris West uh, his love interest who you met in oh, the yeah. Snyder cut. Yeah, right. uh, she's a reporter. Um, he, he works at a crime lab, he, you know, going through it. He realizes that, uh, the, the tape, so Bruce Wayne takes a video, ca- a videotape, uh, a security footage that his dad was in and enhances it, cleans it up because it was all janky and not smooth. 
and you couldn't really see who it was in, in the security. He creates a new technology that helps with that kind of yeah. grainy footage and makes it clear. And, and the whole point was it was going to prove that Barry Allen's dad was innocent because he was there at the time. He was at a grocery store picking, picking up, up a can, a can tomatoes. of tomatoes for his mom because she didn't have enough for the dinner that they were making. So he realizes that his dad never actually looks up. Something that I kind of thought about the first time and especially the second time, I think that the reason why the footage was so janky was because the flash was there. Jacking oh, yeah. with all the electricity I and everything. I never thought of that, but of um, course you would have that effect. So if you, but he wasn't there at the same time that his dad was there, so I don't know. It's that's true, you know. But anyways, so, so with all the universes going on, maybe there was a different time when he was there. He, they right. just didn't discuss it in the movie, but that's definitely a possibility. I'm um, sure it's been overanalyzed by somebody else. Yeah, like so uh, Steven Spielberg, but yeah, in, right. in Back to the Future. Um, yeah. so or so. What we what what he he says then and and he's going through this and he's justifying it for himself. All I need to do is put that can of tomatoes in my mom's grocery basket in her cart. Shopping cart. Yep. She won't have to send my dad back. This guy won't come to try to rob us or whatever. Because he thought the house was empty, so that's yep. why he broke in. So so he's like, I got it. So he does that. He goes to the chrono tube or chrono bowl or whatever he calls it i think it was that yeah. and uh he he does that but in the process when he's trying to get back to where back to the future back to the future um uh, when he's trying to get back to his present where he's assuming his mom is alive by then the dark flash comes and knocks him out of the chrono bowl and he shows up in the year that basically man of steel takes place zod is 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 there and he meets his he meets his eighteen uh, year old self, and it kind of goes from there. I think that you've got a lot of uh, witty things, kind of banter that goes back and forth. But essentially, what he realizes is Barry Allen, young Barry Allen, needs to get his flash powers because he hasn't got them yet. Like he figures out the date, figures out what happened. Just so happens, it's right around the time he gets and meets him. The Flash did that. Dark Flash did that on purpose. Okay. So that he could, he was saying that. He's like, I created myself oh, so yeah. you could create me. Later on, he says that. You know, yeah. You, like don't, I, you didn't know that at the beginning of the movie. You find that out later on when they're talking about it. If it's confusing, yeah. like, just Wait till realize it, it, it was confusing. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad. Um, well, so crossing universes and time dimensions and stuff, it's infinite be worlds and yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Essentially, they, they go to the lab, and, and it was a really good way of doing an origin story without doing an origin story, I thought. Like, mm -hmm. they explain it, lightning strikes a bunch of chemicals, it turns them into the Flash. Now. Yeah, in, he doesn't actually get hit by lightning. Lightning, he's in this lab, the lightning strikes the chemicals, the chemicals splash onto him, and then the electricity gets to him, and it, there's a charge, but all these chemicals together is what makes him. The first time. Right, maybe. the first time. The second time, he they was in the way, loses his powers to Young Barry. Because they have, he's, because he tells Young Barry, we have to be there. You're never going to get these powers, and I might never exist. So they go there, they're trying to reenact it. And while he's trying to keep Young Barry, who's flighty, to say the least, keep him in line, and then the lightning strikes at that point, and he's in the way. So. You forget in this movie that it's the same actor playing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. He did a great job. I don't that's what everybody what, else thinks about everybody, him off the screen. Who gives a crap? Yeah. He did a great job. Doing that's what everybody said that he's That's he, one of the gripes I have he about knocked his 15 it out. points. Yes. About people yes. pissed. Don't see the movie because this actor you don't like, you don't even know him. Shut <sighs> up and go see a movie. Yes. You know? Yes. Anyway. So um, I digest and, or digress. And so but well what's happens then is old original, whatever you want to call him, Barry Allen loses his powers. Now, in the Flashpoint comics, Reverse Flash takes his powers away because he can't exist in the same time. Like there's some weird thing with the way that his powers work and how they, they he didn't have them. So he wakes up in this alternate reality. His mom's alive, but he doesn't have his powers. He doesn't know how to get back or if he's going to go back or what to do because yep. his life has changed so, again. Very similar stuff that's going on between the comics and the movie. The biggest thing, though, is the way it, this, they did the exact same way. Batman, Thomas Wayne Batman, though, again, that's just one critique I have about this. I, I, I appreciate the Michael Keaton. That would have been, it would have hit on all cylinders if you would have had Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne oh, yeah. Batman. But that's a it's, it's too uh, much Batman. Morgan's pretty good. Too, too much like Batman's it. in the in the. No, There's a lot of Batman's as it was. Yeah. Um, Batman. I was just a Spider-Man. <clears throat> but what what happens and how he gets his powers back is the same way. So basically, he realizes Zod's there. The powers are transferred. Okay, how do we how do we build this Justice League again? So he, he's going around. He's trying to figure out is Aquaman around? Great. Great Boba Fett, you know, cameo there. I loved oh, yeah. that. I right. love the humor in there. Is she the Queen of Atlantis? Nope, she's not. Uh, that's my. That's not my wife. Uh, Arthur, uh, my dog. You want to speak to my dog? So Arthur Curry doesn't exist in in this universe. Um, and Superman. Then they they're like, but Superman's got to exist. And then they realize. Batman does exist. So Michael Keaton Batman. So none of these other people None of the exist. other Justice Leagues none either exist or are metahumans. Why doesn't that. Superman exist? Do we go into that yet? Superman ready? doesn't exist because in this universe, Cal L gets intercepted by Zod. That's Superman's name from Krypton. Yep. He gets intercepted by um Zod. Zod. And they think that in this universe they, they still think that his like the blueprint for to rebuild Krypton is in his DNA. It wasn't. Right. So they basically kill him. So they destroyed the baby. Turns out there's somebody else that has Kara. Kara L. So his cousin. His cousin. Which Superman Superwoman has always been uh Cal L's Clark Kent's cousin. Right. Okay, so that's always been part Super of Superwoman? Supergirl. Supergirl, Super, yeah. Yeah. Because there is no superwoman. That's I was, I was thinking no. about that. There is it's there's just a supergirl. There's a Batgirl and Batwoman though. Right. Since we're here now, and is, is this the point we should be talking about introducing well, Supergirl I, already? Not yet, because because okay. before that he realizes Batman exists, but he's in his mind he's thinking Ben Affleck Batman. Right. So he goes to where Batman lives. That's his friend. Their best friend, BFFs, as he says. They're friends. They fought together. I don't together. think Batman would say because he says maybe another time, kid, and yeah. then never sees him again. Um, and and again, we're not covering everything because there was definitely a cameo by Wonder Woman who helped save the day. Saves yeah, their Gal Gadot does show up as Wonder Woman. A couple. The Flash of has a just, line when the, the he touches the lasso of truth about I know sex exists. I just haven't experienced it. That yet. was hilarious. Um, let me let me just say that point I made too. Um, you and I did 
Monty and I did not laugh quite as much a second time because we knew it was coming. Yes. That line still made me laugh just as much because he's not, like you say, holding the lasso of truth. And, and we're, we're are, taking a step back here. This is in the first opening scene. so Right, just, and everybody's yeah. blurting out stuff because Wonder Woman came to save the day and, you know, and all that stuff. And she's pulling them up as they're about to crawl off a bridge and all that stuff. And they're all holding on, and Batman starts admitting some stuff. Uh, oh, I could really do a lot better if I just used my money to, to help out. Right, and so the, the other character involved was... Uh, Falcone. He was one of Falcone's kids. He, yeah, yeah, he started, and then Flash says, I know what sex is. I just haven't actually witnessed it. And then and then everybody's smiling and feeling awkward, and then Wonder Woman goes away, and he's like, you know, I was just making a joke. It was just... But, what did he say? It was a it was a metaphor for yeah. And, the, and Batman's like, just just let it go. It's, yeah. it's, it's not just let it go. It's not working. That was hilarious. So my point was, we didn't laugh quite as much the second time, but I still laughed. You still laughed. The point. So either everybody in that theater was seeing it for the second time, or nobody in that theater other than you and I had a freaking sense of humor because there was no laughter. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was so like the life was sucked out of that. First time we saw it, there was so much energy in the room. The right. second time, it was just like there was life was sucked out of it as soon as we got in there. It was so yeah. odd. Yeah, I, can't I mean, it was a it. Tuesday night. I, I, Maybe that's it, I guess. But it was six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, no. We and it's just something that I missed when we talked about or we went through. So and then you get to the point. He goes there and he realizes Bruce Wayne is not his Bruce Wayne. It's Michael Keaton Bruce Wayne. And he meets old, washed up Michael Keaton, who gave up on being Batman. And the best way, the best way to summarize this is Batman Beyond Batman. Right. If you've seen that TV show, you know exactly what I mean. He's passing the mantle. He's old. He's gray. He's he, there's another guy that he's basically training to be the next Batman. He's hung it up. And so this is this is a again that has been talked about a lot. Where they need to do that. I agree. If Michael Keaton's willing to be Batman again, they need to get on that. They need to have a Batman Beyond series or movie or whatever before that guy loses his prime, which he's still in his prime. So. Right. He looks great, actually. Still, uh, My wife even commented about how good-looking Michael Keaton is. I don't think he's even quite 60 yet, but is he? Oh, I think he's like 70. Yeah. I didn't think he was that much older than me, but he, yeah. he looks great. I mean, yeah. for even in his 60s, he looks great. So... Batman, they meet they meet the Michael Keaton Batman. They realize they're, you know, all these things happen. He's like He tries to kick their butts first of all. He, yeah, he tries he thinks 71, you're right. Wow. He they think that he's uh, that you know, he thinks that they're, you know, intruders or whatever. So what when everything settles down, they realize, okay, we need to come up with a plan here. The old Flash, original Flash doesn't have his 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 uh, powers yet, but he's researching to try to find a Superman. And he realizes, and he goes, he's got a back door into NASA's network. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? He's Bruce Wayne. Right. So NASA recorded the fact that basically what we're talking about, Kara L is in Superman's Russia. Superman's cousin, right? She's at a black site in, in Russia being detained because she's an alien, right? And, and she's, she's not being exposed to any sunlight. She's in like a cage, too. They're treating her like an animal. Yeah, yeah or as uh, Young Flash it. calls it, the giant scrotum. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So you, you have, they, they, they basically say, okay, let's go get her. We know if this place exists. We know where it is. And Batman uses his technology like Batman does, his bat, his bat wing, to get them, all three of them there. 
I'm skipping over a lot. They break her out. They they walk in, which I think that they what they should have done is they should not have let you know that that was going to be Superwoman, or Supergirl, Supergirl, yeah. In the previews, I think that should have been a big reveal, right? That you're going into it who is, thinking, who are they saving? Who you, is this you, person? Yeah. You're thinking that it's going to be, you know, Bat- Superman, right? And it's not, right. Flashpoint, it's Superman, but it's a different version. They call it like sure. Project Superman. And I had no problem with them introducing Supergirl, but like you right. said, the suspense. That would have been, been a better. really good. If they hadn't revealed who the heck she was, yeah. that would have been yeah, just yeah. better. Yeah. Um, no way. DC dropped the ball on something. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so so we, we get to the point where they're like, okay, we've got Batman. We've got Ave Flash. We've got Supergirl. I need to get my powers back. So... That scene is almost a direct ripoff of, not ripoff, a direct one-for-one with the Flashpoint comic. The only difference was, because he's in the electric chair in the Flashpoint comics, he's like, I got to get my powers back. There's no second Barry Allen in that version. Right. He's like, I got to get my powers back. Here, you know, put all the chemicals around me. And they're like, oh, you know, they said something about having support from Batman. And he's like. Uh, I just want everybody to know I think this is absolutely crazy. Yeah, right. You don't like, really have my support. I'm just doing it because I feel for you. Bruce Wayne, yeah, they're like, well, well, Batman's Batman's helping us out. What could go wrong? And he's like, no, you guys are batshit crazy. I think you're crazy. This is a bad idea. Um, so, of course, he's got a, 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 why wouldn't Batman have a kite in the shape of his Batman symbol? Yeah, flying and, through, you know. and a chair that he can hook up to some electricity so he can be, you know. Yeah, and an electric chair. Yeah, basically. Uh, what? Yeah. Right, yeah, of course, <laughs> I have those. Um. So it's the same thing that happened in the in the comics. He does get it. He, he actually has to do it twice. So the first time he burned he, in the comics, he's like like third degree burn. Well, you could see body. smoke coming off of his body in the movie too. I mean, there was and there's like scar scar marks and all that stuff. But but you could see that the power wasn't there yet, or the life right. was almost out of him. Right, it looked like he was gonna. It, be dead. it didn't work the first time. Yeah. So he's like, do it again. And at that point, they had the the circuits were fried. Supergirl shows up again, and she says, "Oh, she basically takes him, brings him up to the lightning. He gets his powers back, and so now you have both Flashes, Batman, and Supergirl, and they're ready to go fight Zod, right?" And what I found interesting about that was they talked about it a little bit. They're like, "So we're, we've got a Justice League," and he's like, "Well, we're short, you know, a really good Terminator, a." a literal god and a guy who can talk to fish, but I guess we're pretty close. You mean a mermaid. Like a mermaid. Super, yeah. No, no, no. He he can do this and he's, you know, he's from Atlantis and he's part human. No. Oh, you mean like a super, super mermaid. mermaid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we had There's a lot of humor in this movie yeah. that was not appreciated the second time we saw it. It was a funny movie too. So I think yeah. it had all aspects. It was, I love this movie. I was just going to say that that was part of it too. Um, and we'll talk about the things that the, the movie did good. That was part of it, was they did a good job of timing the humor. Right, yeah. It wasn't just, we, we need some funny, so we'll just put... It that, wasn't forced. That makes it less funny, yes. Forced funny yeah. is not funny. It's the opposite. And in this case, Ezra Miller's kind of geeky, kind of awkward. So that played into this perfectly, especially with the sex scene, you know, when he's talking about, I know what sex is, yeah. but I'm just... I mean, he, I mean, that character can you, say that, and it makes perfect sense. You also have this whole situation where young Barry has gotten his powers, so he's testing them out. He's doing the 
Speedy Gonzalez pose. Right, he's, yeah. You know, he's right. He's like learning all the things that. Old yeah, that, that weird, that weird pose he had to, before he starts his run, and then when he loses his powers, he tries doing it again, and he just looks like a marionette flopping yeah. around. That what, was funny too. Yeah. Ezra Miller pulled that off great because he's so good at being awkward. And and if you look at like him showing up to some of these, you you would never think like it looks like a different person. Like he's got he's got a weird sense of style. Like, right. Yeah. Just, uh, well, it sounds like he's got out. a lot of weird going on, but. Yeah. Um. Out in left field. But anyway, so so then I want to just bring up a couple more things. One. We're not done with the synopsis yet. No, 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 no. No, I, I still, I, I, yeah, um, in the magic of podcasting, we're going to take a break here in a second. But um, a couple more things. One, the, the Batman theme, the original Tim Burton theme, the music played while you're seeing the Batman or the Batwing fly to Russia. Oh yeah. Just great. I, I, I just, it brings me back to those movies and everything that's involved and why this was such a nostalgia pull. Well, they almost had, um, yeah, you got to play that music cause it's Michael Keaton again. So, and, yeah. and you know, when you see him in the bat suit after he opens up his closet and sees, and you realize, and this is the point that I wanted to make before this Michael Keaton, Batman is not the same on the same timeline, on no, the same universe, it's a different guy. as the ones that you've seen from Batman so and that's Batman. That's why Return. a lot of the stuff is different. But he still says, "I'm Batman." Right. Like, he delivers it, and they put it right up to his face, and you're waiting for it. You want it to happen. It happens, and you go, "Yeah!" Yeah. And it's yeah. goosebumps. My, I, I watched delivered. the preview, the 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 preview of the trailer for this movie. I don't know how many times I could recite the whole thing. My 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 daughter and I watched it. And she just like every time was just like freaking out every time he said it's like so excited, like shaking off the couch, excited. So so he says that and then he also delivers a line, Hey, you wanna get nuts? Let's get nuts. Yeah. That was a line from the original, you know, Batman movie. Right. And you you got these couple things. What I realized you know, you see the Batmobile, and then they, they he uh, brings the like laughing bag from the the Jack Nicholson Joker and he's like, Hey, look, this bag laughs and you know and it's there's a lot of emotion between the two of them, and like he's basically saying like you 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 take this for granted that your mom is alive, like you don't understand how lucky you are. Like you think that you're funny, you're you just take all this for you granted. Don't take anything seriously. Yeah. And uh, so just an interesting way to portray, like I said, two different Barry Allen. Well, it's him talking to himself, like, "Hey, younger version, you're an idiot. You're not yeah. as cool as you think. You're not as funny as you think. Take this crap seriously, because." Your life's going to change. We, yeah, life. we need to we need to fix this universe. Like yeah. we need to figure this out. You might not even exist in in any reality that you know of if you don't start helping me. Yeah. And um, one of the other things I thought that was just terrific the way that they incorporated, like I said, that you you see all the different Batman, and maybe I'll do a breakdown sometime in in like a separate sub a separate um, podcast episode of all the different suits that you got to see. But one of them was the Batman Returns suit. And I didn't realize it the first time I watched it, and then I realized it after. That was the suit that he threw to him and said, hey, wear this. It's impact-resistant and heat-resistant. And he said, no, the whole point is I need to get electrocuted. Yeah. And that was the same suit that then young Barry Allen uses and turns into his own Flash suit. Right. So that I, I just thought that was a really good way to tie in, like, this is the Batman return suit. But it's not so. capable of the impact? No. He wanted to be, have the full 
electric. No, no, because later on, Barry. Oh, he said it's not a flash suit. So oh, he, so it's not going to be able to handle they, that, it. The it power builds up the electricity right. quicker or whatever. Right. So, yeah, yeah. but anyways, and so yeah, I guess that was the that was really cool to see that they incorporated obviously like Michael Keaton Batman Returns suit into that. Um, the other thing that we didn't mention is this is the first time that we get to see in live action. Excuse me, the flash ring and the whole thing with it being like super compact and inside the ring, and he opens it up and he changes before it hits the ground. And they don't just show him getting into it, they actually show the process of how it worked if you don't do it right. Because he gives the ring to the younger flash, who is the only one with the powers at the time before he gets electrocuted, and not knowing how to do it, he just lets the suit fall to the ground after it gets to full size. And right, it's cool how they kind of even explain how it works and how you're supposed to. Flash into it as it's as it's coming out of the ring. So yeah, yeah. like before it hits the ground. Yeah, so it's it's just a, he even says that actually. He he, he talks about and like I and like I said before, I think that it's it's one of those situations where this is in all rights a flash origin story, and that's that's like that's great. Like I love that about this movie. Well, I think right. that it was great. Like. That they were able I knew to... the Flash existed, but I never knew squat about it. I never got into it. Well, it makes me want to know more about the Flash now, too. Yeah, and I mean, it's—I don't know. It's just—it's—it's it's cool that they were able to incorporate everything into this movie, but also even though it, it was a Batman was. movie. Oh. <laughs> well, but that—but that's the thing—is like it was—it was there was you know at the end of the day there was what four different Batman, one, two, three, four different, four different Batman. Care, people we who saw Adam Batman. West too, right? And, and eventually, we saw Adam West. Yeah. So, but uh, synopsis, we got to go. Yeah, yeah. So, so getting back into it, I mean, they basically say, okay, let's team up, and and I really liked this portion of the end of the movie. I really liked seeing them with their different strengths, um, which is know. what they're trying to do. They're they're in a battle. They're yeah, they're Zod, so Supergirl. They're, this, yeah. Oh, this. Yeah, as you mentioned, this is where Batman is approaching, and the song comes on. This is where they're going to battle Zod and all that, yep. and all his minions or whatever. And, and so, in the original Man of Steel, uh, Superman shows up, and that that's why this battle never happens. It happens later in the movie. But the 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 idea of Batman flying in the Batwing, and we talked about this that we saw this in the preview. Batman flying in the Batman with two versions of the Flash, Superman, Supergirl in tow. Like, it just, it's so cool. Like, it brings right. up, like, those same feelings that you had at the end of Avengers Endgame. Right, when you see him, you know, like, the right stuff. That's an old movie from when I was growing up, where they're all walking up, and they got the theme song, and they're just, or even, like, in Deadpool 2, where they're, walk, mm -hmm. they're about to go start battle, but they're all, and, you know, in bed, Deadpool, they're kind of goofy, so somebody trips or whatever, but, you know, it's just a scene that builds up your adrenaline, gives you goosebumps because this is the good guys are going to fight. You know, and it wasn't, it wasn't like forced or cheesy. It was like, no, this makes perfect sense. Right, Supergirl's going to go fight Zod. Uh, Batman's going to take down their air, their air support with his with his uh, Batwing. Uh, both Flashes are going to be on the ground fighting fighting the guys Whoever's and giving around, yep. giving Supergirl. So it like just like that's um strategically it made sense right it like was. it it just worked there was like in the other movies we went over before this like you said it was just pick mix mix matched and picked you know oh we should put this and this and then it was just 
piecemealed together. Everything in this movie made sense. It was chronological, and it just there was order to it. That's, they thought that, through the plot. In this a way. movie was so much better just for those reasons alone. Because you've heard right. our criticism of the other ones. Right. This none, none of that bitching is going on in this movie. No, it didn't happen. Um, and one of the things that I really liked about this new version of the Batwing, because you had it in 1989, you had it. I don't know if it made an appearance in Returns, um, because it smashed in 1989, Batman. But anyways, um, what I really liked about this is the whole fact the cockpit stays stationary and the whole Batwing spins around. Yeah, it. that's cool. And you don't see that until this scene, and and it, and it has this like tactical advantage to be able to bank and do all these things. It's basically like a gyroscope in the middle there. And what what I what I found interesting, and this is just Todd McFarlane being Todd McFarlane, is and and I got it, we got it in front of us right now, but what I what I thought was super cool about what they did with and now I'm I'm not talking about the if for those of you that give a crap or or really like pay attention, I'm talking about the big honker uh Todd McFarlane DC Gold label. What they did was they actually show the bottom of this, which was the same in the movie, as being this like clear bottom. And I always like when I got that, I'm like, why? Why is it like a clear? Uh, well, that's because in the movie, the whole thing spins around the cockpit. So right. he needs to have that in like. So it rotates, you know, making him throw up on himself. And he has like this like ejector seats and everything so that the flash guys can get out and they even show that when they go to Russia. But I just. Those types of things where it's like, yes, because Batman has this technology. Right. This makes sense in universe. They're finally paying attention to details like Marvel does to the point where you don't have to question everything, even though they still did after the movie was over. But they're getting to the point where it doesn't have to be like just ridiculous. Like it was just thrown together. They're paying attention to the details. Right. In a, in a way that like it feels natural. Right. Um. So anyway, so... What I, I think I had mentioned it, Batmobiles never driven. That one thing that really felt a little kind of But they crushed. did make a big scene out of it because yep. young, young Barry says, oh, is this what I think it is? And he rips off the the, the, roll or the cover over it, and there it is in, in all its glory. Yes, and, and, and he's sleeping in it, and it's a whole, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole deal. So essentially what happens, though, is Superman dies, or Super Supergirl dies, Zod gets her, he extracts her DNA, and then Batman, Batman dies, down with ship. he can't get out of his ship, and in the first time I'm watching this, I'm like, something's off, because in the preview, there's like this whole scene where he jumps out, and he flies down, so I'm like, what is going on here? Right. And so, he, he's like, I'm going to take down another ship with me, I can't get out, I can't eject, my, 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 uh, my bat wing is damaged. He's doing a kamikaze mission, basically. Yes. And and at this point, and he realized later on in this, when we get to it, he basically was like, thank you for bringing me back. I, I accomplished what I needed to right. do. I'm, I'm ready to die. Yep. You know? I'm going to um, die doing what I loved. Or, yeah. Um. So so then young young Barry and is is sitting there, and he's talking to him, and, he, and, the old, and they're like, we can't they let both this die. We can't we can't, let this nobody happen. dies. Like why? No. We can travel through time. We, we can stop this from happening. We have all the they time. They both are in agreement at the time. Just like no, no. But old Barry time, is not. The no, first, 
I think the first well, time he was. Yeah. I think he, initially he was like, no, I don't want to do this. But then he was like, okay. And then he well, catches yeah, up he to kinda, him. Because he's the yep. reason that yes. they even know yes. each other in the first yes. place. Yes, you're right. Yeah. He came back to save his mom. So he's still going, you know what? We can do this. I came, yep. I saved my mom. So why can't we save these people? You're right. He learns quicker than young Barry that this isn't going to work. But they keep doing it over and over and over. And then finally, yep. old Barry is just sitting there going, he doesn't even join him anymore. Yeah. And it's just, this isn't going to work. Um, and. What they and and I haven't seen the new um, what what Mickey's talking about and I haven't seen the new uh, Spider Verse, but essentially what they're calling it is like a canon event or like something that has to happen right. in all universes. And they talk about how time kind of has a way of like pulling itself together, like similar things. Like there was an Alfred, in and you universe. had an Alfred, and my Batman had an Alfred, and, yep. and there's certain things that just have to happen, and like. They, he talked about like the theory of time travel and these multiverses and different. Well, and Zod's lines. trying to take it over in each. It's universe. the same. So, yeah, I mean, that scenario keeps happening because it's inevitable, and that's what yes. Olderberry is trying to finally tell him because he's finally getting the message from Ben Affleck, Batman, and and George. Or too many Batman. Pick them. Too many Batman. Pick which one? <laughs> Michael Keaton's Batman have been telling him you can't change some of the course of history. It's going. It's bound to happen. It's destiny. It's, or you're going to screw. And he's finally up. letting it happen and register in his brain. Whereas Young Barry's going, we can fix it. I want to keep fixing. Yep. And they're they're even tearing themselves out because they keep trying and trying and trying. So the second time though, that, that was a really cool sequence because yes. the cinematography going on, it's just like explosions, and then they're, they're as they go back in time, you know, going backwards. Are they are they going fast enough to do it? And just the surrounding scenery is it's amazing. Yes, it's the beautiful. Chrono, the Chrono Bowl is yeah, what, yeah, it's just so cool looking. At, and I I don't know how there's any criticism for any of that. What I want to go back and say though quickly is. In that second time, the second attempt that they had. So the first time they go back in. And all Barry's starting to figure out, oh, this maybe isn't working for one thing. And and so they both say as they're as they're going back, they say, You know what you're gonna do? And they and he's like, Yep, I know what I'm gonna do. You know what you're gonna they do? They already know. So, yep. so young Barry goes and helps out uh Supergirl. But before your point, like with changing the can of soup, old Barry figured out before he even met young Barry, long before. It's got to be something subtle because otherwise mm-hmm. you are going to do this butterfly effect that changes dramatically. Well, it turns out you're going to have that effect no matter what you do if you're changing the course of history. But yeah, you're just changing yeah. subtle things that the people involved don't even know you're doing. Right. You prevent it from happening the way you want it or don't want it. To. Yeah, you gotta you gotta make you gotta make a small small change. That, so that's what know. they agreed on. Do you know the small change you're gonna make? Do you know small? Okay, that's what they're agreeing on. So no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, so Young Barry helps out. Um, Supergirl and old Barry says to Batman as he's like trying to do his deal, he's like, Hey, that thing's got shields on it. Don't even try. Roger that. And so he's like, Okay. And so he he what the what what they call the the space giant or the alien giant, he goes and tries to attack him. And that guy gets on again, just an amazing sequence of events that just like like peak Batman. Like, just when you think of what Batman is capable of, and the fact that he's like, okay, he gets, that that guy jumps on his plane, he's trying to, like, rotate and to get him off, he's using his technology, he's using his... Trying not to know, throw up on himself because of the spinning going on around him. Well, luckily he's got an Omni, whatever right, the hell. Right, exactly. Um, and, and so, he he gets out, he ejects, because because the, the cockpit gets, uh, you know, compromised, the guy punches through it. And that you get this great shot of him. I, 
again, going back to the the whole thing in, in Russia, you get the, the same recreated bat wing in the moon that you got in the first Batman movie, which is just, again, Looks like those types of things don't, they work because they're nostalgia, but it's not, it's not shoved down your yeah. throat. Like it's so cool. I'm not the big fan you are, so I don't. I haven't watched yeah. these movies over and over, so I didn't even catch that. I just thought it was cool. You're right. You see it's a reference. Yes, I. I yeah. It's just yeah. You just see the. You know, like you it's see a, when they when they flash the light because they need his help. Yeah. That's what I saw and, and, and thought of. You know, but right. you're recognizing that it's actually so. It's that subtle. Right. That only the the you know true 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 fans you know are going to recognize that that's actually a reference to something. Right, and it's cool in its own right, is what it, I'm saying. In a plan view, that's the Batman symbol. Right. In the plan view, that's a Batman. It's symbol. just cool so to see it, even if you don't know what the hell it's referring to. Yeah. And and so so he gets out of the it got out of the Batwing. The Batwing crashes, and then he goes on this fight, and it's just so Batman type of a fight. Like right. he's like using his grappling hook, and he's like putting these little bombs on him. He's like and it blows up. All his technology that he's he's just being smart and using. His what he has to his advantage when he's essentially fighting somebody who's like the size of the Hulk, like a god too. You know, they have powers that he never, could never. He's have. a Krypton, you know, and it just it and eventually he's able to you know at least slow him down enough, but he ends up dying again. Again, Carl dies. Different way. They both die again. Again, and different and so ways. what Mickey's talking about is what. Old Flash is realizing is this is an inevitable. This is a canon event. No matter what we do, it's this universe is. We're changing the way they die. Yep, but they're gonna die. It's inevitable. It's destiny. It's fate. And in this, young Barry just doesn't want to buy it. And in this last, in 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 the last one that old Barry helps him out in, he gets basically Kryptonian steel shoved into his arm, and he uses that to kill one of the. One of the ladies, he's like, okay, but then it starts happening every single time, right? And that's where you get the dark flash, right? And I didn't even re- I, that, that, none of that I knew about before going. That was Yoda speak right there. I didn't know about any of that going into it, but I'm like, I didn't even recognize that that was Flash when he was all, you know, Dark Flash or Reverse Flash because I'm like, who's that guy? And then I hear him talk, I'm like, oh, that is him. Oh, that's just build up over all the freaking yeah, times. Because how many? But, and he's like old. He's an old... Because he's been doing it for so long. And so there's three flashes in this scene that we're talking about right now. Yes. In the old, young, world. and middle. Yeah. And eventually, they what happens is, is like a crisis on infinite Earths, where you see all these... They represent these universes in, like, basically an Earth. And, like, all of these start colliding together. And... This is a flashback where you see all these DC <clears throat> characters, and it's amazing. Yes. And, and so... The the characters that you see, did you write this down? I didn't. I okay. was going to, but I um. So so I can't remember the name of the Supergirl because she got her own movie or TV show. But you see Christopher Reeves and her Supergirl counterpart. Yeah. You see, um, his Supergirl or his Supergirl. Yeah. You he didn't change gender for this role or anything. And and so you have the three flashes. You see him. You see uh, Jay uh, Galdick. Uh, I'm gonna. Yeah, don't don't use that kind of fucking language. Uh, Jay Garrick, yep. Who's the first before Barry Allen? Before they, they Barry Allen was the Flash. You see him in the Chrono in his version of a black and white Chrono Bowl. Um, you see even before that, you see a different version of Superman. You see, so like you get Christopher Reeves, but you also get like another like 
even before him, a version. You get uh, the 1966 Adam West Batman, and you hear uh, his Joker laughing, and then you get to the point where you see uh, Nicolas Cage as Superman. And you're thinking to yourself right now, Monty, I, you're, you, you, how, how much of this are you... Nicolas Cage has never played Superman. And I would say to there you... There he is with long hair flying. I would say to you, you're right, but you're wrong. And you did say that to me, Mickey, during the movie. Because I'm like, what is that? And, and most people were like, Nicolas Cage was yeah. never Superman. Yeah. Why is he Superman? Why am I like, seeing him? I know he's a weird guy. He's played some weird roles. Right. What is going on? Is this face-off? What's going on here? So, oh, man. And, and to, to dissect this quick, this little, you know, rabbit hole. Helen Slater played the first Superman. Yes, girl. yep. And what, what happened here is there was in the works. It never happened, but the, there was... A movie, there was test screening, there was all this stuff where Nicolas Cage was Superman, and there was a whole movie that with was long supposed to be. Long hair, just those, on him it didn't seem that weird, but it was just weird to see Superman with long hair. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but in that suit, they show him fighting a giant spider, right? In in this flashback, whatever you want to call it, with the worlds colliding. So Kevin Smith, this is where I'm, I'm building up to this whole talking about what Kevin Smith said about this movie. So he talked to the to Nicolas Cage or to, to the director, and because I think Kevin Smith was supposed to be working on this movie for the director, for Nicolas Cage, or with, with Nicolas Cage. And he said to him, you know, when they're, they're writing, or he talked to one of the writers, or I don't know how he got this story, but he's, you know, he's at a, at a Comic-Con having this interview, and he's talking about it, and he said, the two things that Nicolas, they wanted for it was they wanted Nicolas Cage as Superman, but not as your typical Superman. And they wanted, he had to have a big scene with a giant spider. For whatever reason, Those were this the director, requirements? like that was his thing. Like he, he just loved giant spiders and fighting giant spiders. Sure. <laughs> so, I don't like little so spiders. That, I don't want to see a big so that, the, 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 little, the, little. I got to make this point. Little spiders freak me out. <laughs> I'm quote unquote man enough to kill them. But I kind of go, ah, first, and then I kill him. It well, was a whole process. But so, so you. Big spiders suck, is what I'm saying. So, at first glance, and I'm sure Mickey, my wife, everybody in the theater who doesn't have that knowledge, I didn't have the full knowledge of it until I went back and watched the review videos and everything. You're like, why is Nicolas Cage Superman, as Superman, you fighting actually a giant filmed spider? Me in, like I said, during the movie. So and and so, so that's why. So that that's why that was such a big scene. That you see him because doing they do, and they, they they bring the camera zooming up on him, and like, wow, that is Nicolas Cage, and you're, everybody's like, what the, f what, what's what's going on? And thank God you explained it to me because I'd have just yeah. sat there. And it was so cool though, because like I've only seen it in like passing, like pictures of him, like behind the scenes, like when they were trying to get the, and but there you can go find him. You look at it and you see those, and you're like, uh, yeah, that's they what they used. Right. That's exactly right. what they did, and it looked good. I mean, yeah. Um, and eventually, yes, what, what you find out is, you know, old Barry Allen's trying to explain, you know, you're, you're, you're ruining these universes. They're colliding. You know, there's all these things and that are happening. And what's the lie to use that you already referenced to explain? You, you said it earlier in, a, in this episode. What does oh. he say to him? You made me or whatever. Oh, yeah. He said basically like, like, and it's kind of a trippy thought to have. He's like, I made you so that you could make me. 
basically. I pushed you out of, out into at the exact time that I needed you to make me into Flash. And I'm just like, okay, I guess that makes sense when you, when you're not hurts. when you're not talking about that because there's so many different versions of that's what that's what I was gonna say too when, when they're talking about when um when Michael Keaton's talking about time travel and he says you probably watched a movie that said you know if you go back to the past you change your future but that's not the way time travel works right and he's talking either about Back to the Future or right. Avengers Endgame and there isn't yeah oh, that's true and, and there's even there's another scene well. This is. There's a few references to Back to, Back to the Future. Future. Yes, there's one scene where Young Barry is like, "Oh, so should I just Emperor him? Mm-hmm. I think Emperor him or Emperor yes. his ass or As something." Like, which like, means use the electricity on it. And I'm like, and I caught that the first time. I didn't catch it the second time. You didn't catch it the first time. You caught it the second time. But it, they even had a Star Wars reference, man. This is awesome. I thought he said, "Should I f word him?" Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and I'm like, because I, th- but I immediately heard Emperor, and then I'm like, maybe he did say f word. Why are we not fucking swearing now? Okay. But he did say Emperor. I'm sure of it. You heard it yes. the second time. So what are the other Back to the Future references? So so um, taking a, a, a pause here in a detour. So let, let's just finish up this little little okay. scene. So so the Flash ends up killing his younger self, himself, and then he does cease to exist, a la Back to the Future, if his parents never met and had it. Right. So right. we're back to what's normal. So we're back to an actual... Okay, so he says... Oh, so old Barry Allen's like, okay, I need to go back. I and he has that heart to heart, basically saying like, I have to let my mom die. And but he actually meets her. She doesn't know who he is, but he actually meets her in the store. Yes, while she's picking up the tomato sauce, tomatoes. And yeah, and he basically takes that. So when his original version, God, you got to again. It's it's a lot to keep track of, but it. it but it's not works. confusing when you're watching it. Yeah, it makes sense as you're watching. It. So he waits for. The, we're confusing ourselves more talking about it than we were watching the movie. So he waits for the first time that he put the tomatoes in the cart, and then he waits for that, and then the second time, or when he's there the second time, he takes it out. But his mom makes a reference during that scene and says. You know, because he says, oh, I'm just back visiting my mom because he's like, you know, in kind of in disguise. And, and she's like, oh, who is she? Would I know her? I might know her. You might know that line. And that's from Back to the Future. And and obviously, it's also a it's a, a I don't think a double entendre is the right word, but it's a w, double innuendo because it's it's talking she's talking about herself without knowing it just saying maybe yeah right it's like yeah. she's saying like that's oh, i might know her that's how i understood like you do know her you are her that's how i understood it. and then in back to the future in the first one marty mcfly is at lorraine's house when he wakes up from getting hit by the car and they're sitting at dinner and his mom who would be his mother-in-law no his grandma, his mo- grandma on his mom's side, she says to him, hey, should I call your mom? Do, do I know her? Right. And she, he kind of says, oh, I, I think you, you know her more. Because she's sitting, like his she, mom is her daughter. Right, yeah. She's sitting right there. Yeah. <clears throat> so, that, so that was one reference. I, I, but like I, you I, say, they're subtle. They're yes. not in your face. They're not, hey, you know. Here's a reference. Like they actually flash the words. Here's a reference to this. You got to catch it. Yes. Which that's what I like about the Marvel movies and stuff. They're subtle, and if I mean, it just makes you know that you're paying attention. And oh yeah, it, 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 
there's actually a little excitement that hits you when you recognize it. When, like, you, it's when like I heard you, the Emperor reference, I'm like, yeah, that's Star Wars, yeah! You know, like well, a freaking it's good to know game. that Star Wars exists in that universe. Yeah, too, so. even Star Wars. What a great universe, yes. <laughs> um, and, and I guess some of the other references, they touch on the whole fact that because what Barry Allen did, he changed the universe. He changed course of events. So they... They talk about Back to the Future when they're all sitting in, in Young Barry's apartment. And one of the things they talk about was Eric Stoltz. They literally say Back to the Future, yeah. Being Marty McFly. And he says, Eric Stoltz. He goes, yeah. And then, no, Michael J. Fox was Marty McFly. And then he goes, Michael J. Fox? You mean that guy from with all those gay guys playing volleyball in Top Gun? And yeah. he's like, no, that was Tom Cruise. And he's like, oh, you mean the guy from... They, they, Kevin, they mentioned Kevin from, Bacon from Footloose. Right. And he's like, no, that was Kevin Bacon. Right. And like, he said, because that's the versions we know. But I like that Kevin Bacon's involved because there's that whole six steps to Kevin Bacon yes. thing too. So there's yep. just so many tie-ins and references and things that fit together. It's it was pretty handy and clever. If you haven't listened to our Back to the Future episode, go back and listen to that one. Essentially, Eric Soltz, they did like the first third of the movie with him. They filmed it. They had to do a bunch of reshoots once they actually got Marty McFly. So that isn't just, again, like the Nicolas Cage thing, the attention to detail. This is not, I don't know why I'm, I'm screaming so much. I'm talking. We're excited. That's how much we like the movie. Yeah. This is not just a random, who the hell is this guy? Right. And you had, Monty had to re-explain it to me, even though I was part of the episode where we talked about it, because I couldn't remember. But, yeah, it made perfect sense. They were making references to things that really happened that never really happened. That's awesome. So That's, yeah. that's them doing their homework and making it. But, like you said, it wasn't forced. It made perfect sense for the time, and the conversation needed to happen, and it was kind of right. funny, too. And, and, and it, old Barry's going, you guys are idiots. What are you talking about? You know? and, and, it, and it makes, and, again, this is why Back to the Future lives on, and, and we're going to see Michael J. Fox, and I'm so excited. I don't know if we talked uh, about this yet, but we're going to see Michael J. Fox. I'm getting his autograph. Hoorah, rah. But anyways, right. um, the fact that they're still bringing this up in a movie that's that's in 2023 because it was so good at explaining time travel. And it, when it, nothing really impa- ever had at that it, point. It impacted so many other movies. And now we're seeing in TV shows and movies. We're, and, I mean, I've made references to Ancient Aliens and how we're starting to get to this point where we recognize that maybe there's other life out there. Right. And there's portals and there's time travel. Well, we're seeing the time travel happen in these movies all the time now. It's yeah. happening more regularly. So we're evolving as a species, as a planet. And Back to the Future helped us explain a lot of that stuff to the point where we actually were willing to accept it as human beings. If anything, I would almost I would almost compare it to like the Rosetta Stone. You know, you know what Rosetta Stone is? It's a yeah, right. it's the, the stone that helped translate, you know, basically. And now they have a things. version of it that they call for where you can learn another language. Yeah, yeah. It, but that's it, based on a real-life stone that's called the Rosetta Stone. That helped translate these... Hieroglyphics and all yeah. that stuff. And, and, and that's what Back to the Future is. It gives you a baseline to say, okay, I have this... I'm not sure very... I've ever made that comparison before. So they say you can't have an original thought. I think you just I, did. Well, and Back to the Future is the Rosetta Stone. Of time travel. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, and, that's a better way to say it. And, and, and what I mean by that is it gives you a baseline to compare everything else It's to. not so confusing. It, it helps you say, okay, this is how the MCU treats time travel compared to Back to the Future. This is how the DC Universe treats time travel compared to Back to the Future. Right. Um, 
the other line, I just got to say. It just it. made people willing to talk about it for one yeah. thing. Like it's, it's well, everybody really knows it. Everybody knows Back to the Future. Everybody right. knows the basic concept of it. Right. Where there's this one universe. One line, yep. And right. you're in, in, in it even shows the branching timeline. Right. And, um, so what I love, one, one real quick reference is where that guy, that weirdo guy laying on the couch, he's like, yeah, I've got a Marty McFly thigh tattoo and he's like yeah. first of all that's not your thigh second of all it's it's upside, back, down. It's upside down and he goes is, is it <laughs> so and he flips his leg just yeah. another example of like just great well-timed humor right where you're just like you feel for old barry where you're just like oh my god he's so know. frustrated yeah. Yeah. um so so barry does that his mom does end up dying but in the process he realizes I can still change something. So he didn't really learn his lesson. He's no. like, I can change something so that my dad can look up at that security camera, confirm his alibi that he was at the store when the murder happened. So he takes those those uh, green cans of tomatoes and he puts them up on the top shelf. So his dad actually looks at it and he's able to go back in that security. And it's weird how thing. that didn't have the negative impact that all the that the other change did. But this was at the end of the movie, so we don't know that it won't going forward either. And I, I think it's a cliffhanger. Not, not necessarily a negative impact, but a different impact. Right, yeah, you know? it changed everything. Whereas this should change everything. Something so insignificant, as it seems at the time, changed right. everything and created multi-universes multi because of their attempts to change it over and over. This would have that same impact, but you don't see it. That doesn't mean you won't going forward, so it's almost a cliffhanger possibly. Right. So his dad's able to get off. His they use that that evidence and say, "This is and, and so similar to the Flashpoint comics. You you see Barry Allen go back and he's like, "His dad's the same dad. It, you know everything's great. Wow, this main, is main this star is of the terrific. Office space movie, by the way. Yeah, um, Ron Livingston. Yeah, yep. I love that guy. He was in Sex in the City. He was in a lot of stuff. I didn't realize he was in that movie. Yeah, um, I, I'm sorry that I made or that. TV show. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry that I admitted the noise. Hey, this is a safe space here. Okay, good. I love that show. Okay, it's a, it's a canon it's, event. It's not a worst show in the world. Um, and and with the big reveal at the end, which I and, and we'll talk about this. I think that this is one critique that I have, but it is what it is. So in well, the original, oh. um, the original ending that was shown at what is CinemaCon, which if anybody knows how I can get to that thing, let me know because I'd be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, they don't show, basically he comes out of the courthouse and he it's Batman calls him, Bruce Wayne calls him and he's like, hey, congratulations, I'm glad your dad's, you know, not in jail, blah, blah, glad neither one help. of us recognized his voice right away. And even the guy who's seen it at CinemaCon didn't recognize his voice. So at CinemaCon, CinemaCon the ending was just, he just walks out of the car and all you see is the feet and Barry goes, you're not Batman. Right. Or you're not Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And so in this version that ended up making is. it to the final cut, it was ben, or, uh, George, George Clooney. Clooney. And like you said, famously played Batman. The in second Batman time I saw it, I immediately recognized his voice, yes. which makes me think, oh, it's because, but I wasn't expecting to hear that guy's mm -hmm. voice. So I did not recognize it no. the first time. 
And you're the no. huge Batman fan, and you didn't even recognize it because you just didn't expect to hear that voice. I mean, in retrospect, yeah, absolutely. It's like, I okay, totally recognize it. But there are some voices, like if it was I, Christopher Walken, or there are some voices I would know immediately whether I expect them or not. Christopher Walken would have been a terrific like, cameo in this movie, too, yeah, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> but there are some voices you just know. George Clooney's is not one of those. So this is who I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a completely different Batman. I thought it was we were going a new to one. see our new, new guy, our new Batman. That's what I figured. So and that brings me to a point. Sorry to interrupt. Does this ending mean that he's going to be the Batman going forward, or just showing yet another one where Barry is, or going to be the next time we see him, or is it just opening all these doors, letting our imagination take over? You know the answer, or you want the last one to be the answer? I don't know the answer. Right? And that's awesome, kind of, right? It leaves it so much up in and question. The There's guy, no way that guy can be Batman going forward. He's not much younger than, than Michael Keaton. And the guy who does that screen cush, he doesn't even know. And he goes, oh. I do this for a living, and I don't even know. I'm confused about who the new Batman's going to be. <laughs> no kidding. So, yes. And, and, and really... Really quick, the, the the ending scene, I thought, didn't really add anything to the movie and kind of confused me more. George Clooney is 62. Oh. He's not the new Batman because he's an old Batman, literally and figuratively. I'm going to play devil's advocate and say that's a possibility he is. Right, he's still in great shape. He looked great, too. He's just really white. All this, He's let everything go white on his, yeah. the hair. And he's a terrific actor in his own right. And he looks great. He does look like he's in better shape than I am. He's, he's freaking 30 years, well, he, 20 years older. He now. could pull off Bruce Wayne. I, and, and he has pulled off Bruce Wayne in the past. Right. Oh, yeah. It was a good Batman. But like you say, I can't imagine they don't have a younger one going for if they want this to go on. And and so there was three different endings that were filmed. Okay. One of them was filmed with Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, as Superman coming to the at the courthouse with with Wonder Woman Gal Gadot Gal Gadot and uh, I think it was Ben Affleck Bruce uh, Bruce Wayne so normal the normal what we've become used to yeah the second one was Kara Supergirl and um Michael Keaton Batman coming to the courthouse to mm. congratulate him. And then this was the third one that was filmed. And this is the one. And people are confused about this because he was the least uh, received, received well, well Batman received, yeah. out of every Batman that's ever played Including Batman. Including Val Kilmer? Yeah. No kidding. I think so, yep. Yeah, that movie got way worse. That movie worse. did better with Val Kilmer, but I didn't. It I didn't, didn't do good. It just didn't No, did but better. I think Val Kilmer was... And I don't mind him as an actor, but I think he was the worst Batman. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I think he played truer to, like he he played truer to the right. Tim Burton version than sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's the one I, I like the least. I don't know. That yeah, he was the worst. I just like him the least. But right. So it's yes. So and then at the the end credit scene is him basically trying to explain all this to Aquaman, right. who is. Um, the actor who not plays, a mermaid. Not oh. well. The actor who plays Aquaman, Jason Jason Momoa, yeah. um, who is in this universe, Jason Momoa. So, oh God, that was a long way to say. There's just a lot that's up in the air, and I I don't I don't I, like I, I don't fully in, understand it. I like that they brought in Clooney because 
If they had a broad and young guy, you're like, okay, that's the guy going for it. It would have been a little more, okay, concrete. Now I know who's going. But I like that, okay, this guy is not much younger than the than the mm-hmm. well, they just replaced. So that just means he's in this universe. Is he going to go to another universe? And then we're going to see the Batman going forward. It just, that left so many questions because this George right. Clooney could be the guy. But he's at an age now where you're probably thinking he's not going to be the guy, which just then who the hell is? So, so yeah, I guess that that is the biggest question. And, and there's some people that actually do think that George Clooney is going to be the new Batman. And he could forward. be. But like you say, he's 62 years old. Does he want to keep playing a role like that? I, I, I think it would be interesting, but I don't. I mean, for him as an actor, it's not the same. It's not the same, and and that's what's confusing about this is like, is the DC, and this is what I wanted this movie to answer, is the DCU going to be Ezra Miller's Flash, Jason Momoa? You know, is this the the going to be the or because we know we're getting a new Superman. We've been told we're getting a new Batman, but is that new Batman George Clooney? And right. and some people think it is. I think that I think that they need to have like a James Gunn needs to come out and just basically like set the record straight because there's just a lot of confusion. Well, and that's the whole like that's why Marvel did so well because you fall in love with these characters as these and they take on these roles and they become those those characters. So people want that. Right. It's like nostalgia along those lines or whatever the right word would be in this context. But they want the same actor playing because if you get different, oh, well, they're in a different universe. It's hard to follow. It's hard to stay invested if it's, oh, they're in a different universe and now it's a different character. Mm-hmm. You can do it in one movie, but if you continue to do it, it's like like they used to get away with it. And, you know, you see sitcoms where the daughter was a different actress every couple of years or something like that. Right. You want the continuity. People want that. So I don't think you yeah. can get away with changing and saying, oh, we're in a different universe. People are going to fall off a lot quicker. And they're trying to bring them back yeah. to begin with. They can't let them fall off when they're not there to begin with. Right, right. So, and yeah. yeah, I guess anything else just strictly talking about the plot? Uh, the only know? other thing I, you know, as we, I kind of already alluded to, as we were talking, as we were watching the movie, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning came on. And you and I, Monty and I both agreed, we don't necessarily like Tom Cruise, which then I'm thinking I'm kind of a hypocrite because Mm-hmm. I mean, I would watch the Mission Impossible movies. I just those kind of movies never do it for me that much. Anyway, I don't go out of my way. If I watch them, I usually like them, but I don't go out of my way for them. But just for some reason, I see that guy and I just uh, lose interest. Which I'm like, God, I hate that about myself because that's one of the things we we're going to talk about with this movie. People, so one of the reasons they're saying this movie didn't do well is because of Ezra Miller's off the screen antics. That's stupid, in my opinion. Just like I was for saying that about Tom Cruise. You don't know this guy. You're not hanging out with this guy. Who he is off screen doesn't matter. He's playing a character. Go yeah. see the movie because he's great in it. Who gives a crap who he is off the screen? It doesn't right. affect your life. Right. That's why I'm a little disappointed myself for not seeing Tom Cruise movies. But anyway, I'm a hypocrite. We're all hypocrites. <laughs> I'm trying not to be. Go see this movie. Don't let that stupid reason be your freaking reason for not seeing it. Right. And that that's a good that's a good uh good way to to wrap up a lot of what what this was i mean Um, we don't need to go over the other reasons or do you want to so i do i do want to um quickly we don't need to talk about him each individually but i just i'll just so yeah let's so so let's talk about again now that you've heard the, the synopsis let's talk about the reasons why again taking a strictly money 
strictly box office performance reasons why this movie didn't perform well. 15 biggest factors in the Flash's historic box office bomb. I don't know if it's that big of a bomb. There's been bigger bombs than this. Number one, it's it's tough at the box office. Not just Marvel, DC. People are not going to movies as much, evidently. Mm -hmm. Superhero fatigue is sort of real. The best superhero movie ever narrative didn't work. James Gunn's DCU makes the whole thing moot. Uh, Number five, confusion and conflict with the CW. Number six, the incredibly tight limitations of the multiverse. Number seven, the nostalgia does nothing. I don't agree with a lot of these. Number eight, the, the Flash is super long lead marketing. That's how they used to do it. Number yeah. number nine, Flashpoint for a lesser proven Flash. Number ten, audiences don't love this version of the DC universe. How can they? What version do they like then? Because there was only one. There was only. I mean, you, so so you don't like the Schneider verse, but you don't like the They're this all version. Part of, but... Yeah, they're, they're right. That's just stupid. Eleven, the, the bad CGI narrative took over. That I completely disagree with. Number twelve, fan and fan and early screenings hurt. That they always do that. Number thirteen, the writer strike hurts wider promotion. Number fourteen, press tour was weakened by no Ezra Miller or Michael Keaton. And number fifteen, the Ezra Miller controversies, as you already heard my opinion about that. So yeah, and most that, of those I do not agree with. I'm I, sorry. I, I think don't. that half of those you could probably discount wholesale. Just I think that there are, are some ridiculous. things. I think I think you there's some good points that are in there. For well, re- they're all legitimate. But, reason, but reasons why again distincting between reasons why it didn't perform well, not reasons why this was a bad movie. Right, and and they're not points that are just stupid and just come, well, because the air has been, you know, because of the fires in Canada, the air isn't as good, so people just aren't, It's it, they're not ridiculous reasons right. for that reason, but I think they're ridiculous because they're so untrue, in my right. opinion. Right. I just most of these I don't agree with. I could I I think that if I was to make my own list of reasons why it didn't do well, I I would I would be focusing more on the plot and things that happened that I didn't like, not necessarily that were bad, but just I didn't like. But the kind of nitpicking you might do on any movie. Right. Right. Because yeah. you love this movie, right? Yes, and I, I love this, was... this movie. So if we're just nitpicking and trying to find okay, if I think about it, overanalyze it, I can right. think of this. I can, you can do that with any movie, essentially, especially mm-hmm. the way we become. But overall, I think it's as good as any of them. I think that you get into a situation, and unfortunately, it is kind of like the superhero fatigue. Uh, the that bubble, one's real. I believe you know, that's real. Um, but I think that you're getting to a point where you nothing is ever good enough. And, and that kind of goes into the whole, it's tough at the box office. People have been desensitized. Uh, no movies impress me anymore. I'm not going to waste my money on it because prices have gone up. And it's a big screen, but I can watch it on 85 different streaming options now right. later on when it comes out. And they come out a lot quicker because the box office isn't doing as well. Or these movies are released right, right to the streaming apps. And I don't have to spend as much money than I'm not already spending. And I just, if I don't like it, I haven't pissed away all this money for no reason. Right. So I think that those are legitimate reasons. I'll give yeah. them that. And, and, and I think that, yeah, it's. It, I, I, as I, as things were coming out, as the news was coming out, as I was seeing, like even just as a, when I booked the tickets, and I'm like, wow, like I thought this theater would be completely sold out, right? And, it, and for it, everything, it was pretty full. You know, by the time we were done for for how much that they were promoting this and everything, I just, I just assumed. I mean, 
all these actors and famous people coming out saying that they saw it and they loved it. It was a great movie. And I, I just expected it. But as things were coming out, I kind of had this realization, and it's somewhat with the Marvel movies too, is that it's almost like it's almost like the Super Bowl halftime show. Right. People just love to hate on it. And, well, because everybody expects so much of it that it's literally impossible to live up yes. to the expectations. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's not possible anymore. They've created this... Marvel has created this genre. Unattainable standard. Right. And, and I mean, which is weird because I don't think Star Wars has, except for the side movies maybe. They, I, they hadn't done that to themselves. So it's weird that yeah. Marvel has as well as Marvel has done. And Marvel's having that impact on DC too. Obviously. You're comparing yourself to yourself. And I think that that's where the, like, not, I don't know. I just, I, I think that you have to take each movie with a grain of salt. There are bad movies, and I'm not going to say that there aren't, but you also need to realize some movies are just different movies, and just because they're different doesn't make them bad. Right, just admit, just because it's not your kind of movie doesn't mean it was poorly done. This well, even if it was well done. Even if it wasn't, even not even just your kind of movie, it's like comparing, you know, Werewolf by Night to WandaVision. They're just different genres, essentially. It's just different, yeah. you right. know. Right. Um, so for to expect the same thing is ridiculous going into it. You're setting yourself yeah. up for failure and disappointment. And, and, and I agree. I think that there was a lot. I was very excited for this movie. And, and I think that there was a lot of nostalgia from, you know, Michael Keaton's Batman. And I think that it was, you know, I was very excited for that. It didn't that do aspect. nothing. I thought it did a no. lot. And it made sense in the story. It, and it you're a huge Batman nice. fan. So if anybody was setting themselves up for letdown, it yeah. was you. Right. Especially with Michael Keaton. And I asked you immediately after the movie was over, did it live up to your expectations? And you said you couldn't even barely talk. You were just like, yeah. And, and I, I think that what what you worry about is with any of these like sequels, you know, 32 years after it happens, Michael Keaton did a great job as Batman. Right. Okay. So so let's so let's and, and we'll talk about the good things here in a second. I want I want to get through the bad things here. One thing I, I do would I would have liked to have seen Jeffrey D. Morgan and Maggie as the Joker and you know Thomas right, Wayne that would be cool, right? That would have been awesome. They have their I own think, Walking Dead show on right now. It just started a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So I think you you could have seen a, a terrific Flashpoint, but they get but again that was Flashpoint. That was that thing. Right. It was terrific in its own this right. This wasn't Flashpoint. This wasn't Flashpoint. They tried to that was a, it was a, a parallel whatever you want to call it. So that number but nine it, point Flashpoint for a lesser proven Flash. That's not what it was. I asterisk. I agree with that one. Well, in the flashpoint of it, right? In, in the flashpoint, this version, he's younger. In the right. flashpoint, he's got his own museum because he's so famous. Right. He's way well more established. Anyway, right. but but that I but, see. What you, but I didn't understand. But that right. but that wasn't. That's not like that's just saying this was a different flashpoint. Right. That, how was that saying a it was a bad? That's not the reason. It was that a bad thing. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, that should that, be on the that list. thing. I think that. The ambiguity of just saying, "Hey, this," you just see, you know, Michael or uh, Bruce Wayne's feet. I think they should have ended it like that. The end credit scene just made no sense to me. Like there wasn't anything to add it. I was hoping for a teaser of like because they don't know who the new Batman. Is. No, but but like right now, that, that that's what I'm realizing out of all this. They haven't cast the new Batman. They don't even know. Yeah, yeah, but. Like the point we were making before about all the other movies just being piecemealed together and mixed and mixed and matched and not making sense, that end credit scene was a little bit of that. 
That yeah. was the only time in this movie where that happened. But it was like, what the hell's that have to do with anything? Who cares? And I would but like I think to know. they're explaining that Aquaman wasn't in the movie and that there was a new Aquaman movie coming out. That is, I think, what they were trying to do was say, just promote it. Hey, he's in the same universe, right? So that's why Aquaman Two is out. in the same. And, right. and 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 the whole point of being like James Gunn basically negated everything that's happened or any things in this weird in between period before the DCU happens it has some validity to it. But I think that's what they were trying to do is say, no, this Aquaman still matters. He's part of this one. He yeah. still matters, right. guys. Like, don't don't disqualify him completely. Right. That's this new movie um, is not just being thrown out to make money. It, it is part of it still. And even if it wasn't, why is that like why does it know. matter? Yeah. I, like I, I I will say this too, and somebody somebody had brought this up in one of those review videos, is like how you see in the comics all of these characters are loosely keyword loosely right. in the same universe. And that's what makes the comics good. Because then when you have this big it's not like you're just being like it's it says BR fourteen that yeah. was connected to the the other movie right. and, and you're the guy in in Always Sunny with all the strings tied right. because it, it, it and you know what that does for you it's not a I have to watch this otherwise I'm lost right and that is I think what Each James Gunn is trying to do they stand on their own do. as we've said in they the stand past. on their own they're in the same connected universe but they're not so jammed connected to each other like the right. marvel universe has right. been like right. i can't i can't watch you know miss marvel or if i don't watch miss marvel i'm just lost in the next you know five movies right um so so I, anyways that that was part of it is there anything else specifically on the negative well I, I, you say we're talking about the negative but i think what we're doing is bringing up these negative points and putting a positive spin on it and saying yeah. that they're wrong and, and this is why they're wrong so i think we are putting positive spin on it the bad CGI narrative, I think that's ridiculous. I think the CGI was amazing. It was different yes. than this other stuff. But that's why it's amazing. They're not doing they're not regurgitating the same crap. The director it was so good. I thought it was beautiful. Whether or not so the director I did not agree with that at all. Whether or not the director actually was trying to save his ass on this or if it was a legitimate reason, he said that that was on purpose because it was the way Barry was seeing it in that chrono bowl. And right? it was like this weird, like it's weird. It's Cartoonish, psychedelic, man. Yeah. It's, it's time is stopping, basically. Do you know what the time looks like when it stopped? I don't either. So yeah. how can you critique it? I thought it was amazing. I, I think maybe that's what it looks like. It was beautiful, though. It was cool yeah. to see. It was. It looked like a comic book. Right. Those colors. Right. And, yep. I mean, what's more beautiful than a comic book as far as art yeah. when it comes to telling a story? Some right. of these books are amazing. It was art. And I, and I, that shit? And the, the first blush at it, I didn't have... The, and, and this is like itself like feeding on itself and the self-fulfilling prophecy of it. It's bad because I said it's bad. And then you start looking for the bad. I didn't see any of that. I the thought first it was amazing. What did I tell you while we were watching the movie? The cinematography is amazing. Yeah. I thought it was better because it was different. Right. Not the same crap regurgitated, like you said. I Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't agree with that necessarily. No, I think that I people really are, are really, again, just high, just high standards that are unattainable. I right. Think. Literally I think, I think that you could this. say, like, oh, it's different. It's not as, you know, whatever polished. But I think there are some legitimate reasons why that happened the way it did. But I think just like a Quentin Tarantino movie or something, you could say it's not polished. But I think that was what they're trying to do. Yes. That's yep. It's different. It. I like the way it's slow motion, and yet there's stuff going on in the background, and it's kind of fade. I mean, I 
I I thought it was artistic. I'm going to have to watch it. I'm going to have to watch it either on HBO Max or Blu-ray or whatever. I'm going to have to watch it a couple more times just to fully like see all those little things. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Because that stuff stood out to me as much as anything the first time I saw it. That's what I was impressed with. Right. Um, That being said, so these are all the reasons why, again, it didn't perform well, not why, and I keep emphasizing this point because I think it's a good point to make. there's been, to be fair, there's been critics and, and people who reviewed this movie, and it's literally from this movie was horrible to this movie's the best superhero movie ever. So it's Which they said crazy. that was a line that they were using. I do think it's one of the best ever. So it's crazy to hold me. out your ass, people. <laughs> it's crazy to me that you have that much of a range because typically you either say this is a great movie or this movie is shit. Right. It's so weird to me that like there's like it's it's like an average like you have a bell curve of people that are like you know I think that most people are like oh it was a good it was a good enough movie some people are like it was a great movie some people are like it's shit and it's so weird to me right I understand but that's you know but as we mentioned I don't remember I couldn't tell you what episode because I don't you know there's I couldn't even remember Eric Stoltz for God's sake but we we made this point about some other topic. If people are that up in arms in either direction, it still had an impact. Yep. So it still it still has an effect on people if they're if they hated it. They, they at least enough people have seen it or or are spreading the word about it that it's creating some kind of you know right. feelings about it at least because if it yeah. sucks, they're so talking bad, about it, right? You know? If it sucks so bad, people won't even bother bitching about it. Right. If it was really that bad, you know. Yeah. And, and, and comparatively speaking to all of the DC movies, at least the last five DC movies, this is far. Oh, it's better this, than all of them combined, in my opinion. You know, you know what? You know when they talk about the score of an at the end of a game didn't represent the actual game. Right. You know how they talk about that? I think that the the box office numbers don't represent right. the Completely quality agree. of this movie. Completely agree. Um, so that that all. Sorry, go no, ahead. No, go ahead. You. Make I was it. just gonna say. So we've talked about the bad things, that the negatives that people have brought up, some of the things that we don't agree with or thought that were kind of weak in the movie. What, and we've talked about some of these already as well, but what are some of the good things? What are the things that you thought we I've kind of well? already covered yeah. those. I mean, I've covered them a lot. Like the cinematography, I thought the acting was great. Um, there weren't enough. I mean, Gal Gadot is beautiful, but nobody I fell in love with. You know, I, I got to have some of that. But the humor <laughs> was great. Um, I always got to have humor. I'm always talking about that. I've got a screwed up sense of humor. I, I, I thought it was. I'm not exaggerating when I say it's one of my favorite superhero movies ever. Right. And I said that right from the get go. One other point I like to make is like we said off mic. Maybe this is kind of like Iron Man. Maybe it's not. You know, like you said, iconic movies throughout time were not well received to begin with, and then later on they became cult classics where everybody's like, "I love that movie." How well, many? You didn't love yeah. them at the time. Maybe this is another Iron Man. We're starting the story. And people don't appreciate it, but after four or five of these movies that are great, they'll go back and go, oh my God, Flash was really good. I was just too stupid to recognize him. And you get you get a bigger picture maybe, and there's, there's things that are going to happen in this, or that happened in this movie that are directly related to right. those later movies. Like Iron Man, that wasn't, that it wasn't the best, most popular I mean, movie of all time. I mean, time. Um, you, you, you do see that, and I think that that's a good point to make, is like, there's plenty of cult classics, plenty of very popular movies now. And the, you know, uh, streaming, the age of streaming and home movies and DVDs and, and VHSs, even when they came out, 
that weren't popular that were box office flops. Became cult classics. It's a Wonderful Life did not do well in the box office. Oh, God. I think there's so many movies. There's so many examples of that. And so maybe this is, maybe it's not. But at the end of the day, if you enjoyed this movie, that's all that matters. Right, yeah. Who gives a shit if it made $30 million or whatever it made? I told you, I've only bought the Avengers movies from the Marvel movies. I'm buying this one. I want to. I think and I'm going to have to. And yeah. it's like, like, my point with Iron Man is that wasn't all that appreciated until people realized, oh, this is part of a story. I'm going to go back and start over right. and watch it. Maybe this is going to lead to that where, shit, I do have to watch a Flash again because now I realize this is yeah. part of a whole bigger thing. Oh, that really was good because it's setting up something awesome. And again, that's, and it was awesome. that's what the Flashpoint did. It reset the universe. It started the new 52. Right. And... Hopefully that's what this does, or this is what that's is doing, uh, and, and that's what James Gunn has said. There's still a lot of questions, though, and I, right. we've talked about oh, that. Oh, definitely. Can and I, th- and I think that that's, as things go along, we're going to see those develop, and questions will be answered. I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I agree on everything that you had said about the things that they did well. I think the nostalgia wasn't a cheap trick. I think a, it was great. A great way to make sense in the universe. Like the last Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Right. Why wasn't it along the lines of that? Why, that was given so much credit for doing it, and this one's getting critiqued yeah, for it. Right. Same thing. Right. Well, and then you, those same people were saying that Guardians of the Galaxy was the best movie since Endgame. Yeah, and I And you're like, so. what about Spider-Man No Way Home? That right. was a great movie. And I didn't think Guardians of the Galaxy w- was that good. I yeah. mean, I thought it was good, but... Not what they were saying it was. Right. So and, and 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 again, it's I don't know. It's this weird. I think there's a lot of things playing into this. I think that people have hated on DC for so long that it's just easy to do. I think that's believable. Um, I they think, expect nothing, so they don't even give it a chance. I think that you have so many more Marvel fans, right? So they're they have this like thing where they they're in opposition. Star with Wars each other. and Star Trek. I can't like that because I like this, and that's so stupid to me too. Um, but. At the end of the day, this movie, more so than a lot of movies recently, I think, felt like a comic book movie. Yeah. Not a superhero movie. No. A comic book movie. Which goes back to the cinematography and the art we were watching on the big screen. It was beautiful. If people go in, that's the thing. Power of suggestion is huge in human beings. So if you go in with this attitude thinking it's going to suck, it's probably going to suck. Or... Or if you have an open-minded thinking of no dis- of no expectation, kind of like I did, it was amazing. But you got to go in open-minded. I, there yeah. was art on the screen, in my opinion, in so many ways. And if you go in thinking, oh, I heard it. It's not going to be great. Well, see, it wasn't great. And you're just looking for the reasons to defend your right. argument. Right. I think it, it, you know, it goes back to like politics and everything else. Like You're going to look for the bad in the candidate that you didn't vote You've for. You've already made up your mind, so now right. you're just looking for the reasons to back it up. Um, and... And I think that you bring up a good point, you know, it's, it was that, it felt like art, it felt like it was ripped out of a panel of a comic book. It did, and so many. And and I mean, I just think about, like, when when I'm looking at, like, the Batwing going on its way to Russia, and that scene where you see, you know, the Batwing... And you see both Barry Allen's and Batman sitting in the cockpit. And And it's just like, this looks like it's a panel, and then the next panel would be the the bat wing in the moon like that just it feels like that and like with any so. scene with the music has to be chosen right so that gives you the goosebumps anyway the picture alone is beautiful it's right. art but that music just makes you 
Yeah. I mean, like it, they it, did it, a, it, stand, right. it makes your hair stand up and it gets you into the moment. And again, we're talking about more of the things that just made this movie a good movie. Amazing movie. Um, I think that some of the things, you know, they, we, we've talked about off mic about like some of the, um, the, the issues that they had. They, I think they even talked about it in the, for the thing, reasons why it went, it went bad, but we talked about that too, is like, not being able to get all the actors and, and, you know, Christopher or not Christopher Nolan, uh, Christian Bale wasn't, was asked and didn't, didn't go on this, on this, uh, he didn't want to be a part of this. So, yeah, I think that that was part of what, what hurt it too, is like Christian Bale didn't, didn't want to be a part of this. And, and that's, you know, his, his right, you know, he, he wanted to, you know, preserve the Dark Knight trilogy and everything that kind of went along. And not necessarily also, be invited again. He also said that he wasn't going to do it if it wasn't, if Christian or Christopher Nolan wasn't involved. So, uh, fair enough. You so, know, he's but, being loyal. And he, he came out and said, as you said, he doesn't want to play that role again. Yeah. So, he didn't want to give them even the opportunity to introduce that idea. Yeah. yeah. I, other, I mean, other than that, I like the idea of the, of the tribute to DC characters past and, and actors past. They, like you said, they right. couldn't do it to the level they wanted to. They couldn't bring in all these other actors or cameos or pictures of these other actors for copyright reasons or whatever. But I like the idea of it. And again, it but it it wasn't forced. Right. That it it made was, sense in the story. Right. It was it was like you were watching like like a movie, you know, where they break into these, you know, oh, here's just a a, a look back on all the over the years. Yeah. They kind of did but it it made sense in the plot line, like you right. said. And I appreciate it. They didn't that. just say, uh, uh, a magic oh, right. rock. Right. <laughs> a, 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 yeah. That, yeah. That's a what, magic rock. That's why these that, They would never do that. Got, you know, they, they, well, multi-million dollar studios. Now I am the rock. Never, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yes, and I, and I agree with all those things. I think that this, this movie just hit on a lot of really good things. It, it, it pulled from other movies. It was its own thing. I love the references to other it movies. Was I love the, that. It was That's nostalgia, baby. It was it. a Flash movie, though, and that was what I was most surprised about. Through and through, this movie was about the Flash. About that character, right? You know, Not a Batman movie. It, it was wasn't, a Flash movie. Even though there was three Bat... I mean, there was three Flashes, too. Right. But, um, so, all that being said, I think this movie is worth seeing. If you can still see it in the theater, it's worth seeing. At a Twice, minimum, like we did. at a minimum, go and watch it when it comes out in streaming or on on video. And it, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited. I think this movie just makes me. It definitely brings up more questions, but I think it makes me excited to see where the DC universe goes. Well, and we haven't even been this excited about Marvel movies for a while. Like we talked right. about the Hangover. You probably haven't heard us yelling at our mics for a long time now with a lot of our last last episodes. So. This shows how excited we are about this movie and yeah. going forward. I, I haven't been this excited since, you know, Joker and uh, the Batman. Yeah, Joker was great. In the ba- yeah. Um, and I think that what what this movie did for me, and, and I go in waves, you know, with the different things that I'm interested in, but really what this did for me was, whether this is ADHD or whatever it is, my <laughs> my personality, I don't know how you want to describe it, because I definitely go in like, super hyper fixation on certain things and for a while and then like move on to the next thing. It's just a new drug every time, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, the drugs would be cheaper sometimes. Um, <laughs> but if anything else, it helped me like fully more than I've ever done before engage, learn about deep dive into DC comics. Right. And if, 
anything else, this is what that movie did for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading, I ordered on eBay the Nightfall, Batman Nightfall, uh, the first volume of that comic, ser- comic book series. I've watched the Hush comic book uh, movie, or the movie, the animated movie. I watched the Flashpoint movie, which are all available on uh, HBO Max, by the way, if you haven't seen them. Nice great. sales so, pitch. That was it right on. Sponsored by not HBO Max. Um, <laughs> Max. It's just I'm Max. sorry. Sponsored They've by, rebranded. Sponsored by Max, not Max. Our it old just co-worker. goes to show that you're, you're excited again. You, you got yeah. the blood clumping through you, and, and I'm not going to read all that stuff, but I'm excited to see what's going forward because right. it's been a while since I saw a movie that I like this much. So. And, and I would say this. Even if you don't read the comics, take the out because these movies aren't that long. Take the hour and a half to watch this animated movie. They're not. Oh, yeah. Those, yeah, right. And go go watch the the flashpoint, and you'll be like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Right, like seeing it happen, um, or you know whatever, just just for the sheer enjoyment of those those movies. Right, because um, they're good. They're just good. And and again, going back to the the idea of a good comic book movie, I think that we and and again, it, some people are hating on James Gunn, whatever. It is what it is. He, he, whether we like him or not, he is the next. He's he's in control of the DC universe, moving forward. And what I hope is that we get the same type of movies as the Flash moving forward that are comic book movies. Well, he's been linked to the Marvel, so he comes from that experience. Plus, he's been around, and he's already told you, as we've mentioned, this a is the number plan. Of times, yeah, he's got a plan. So it's not just you know oh, we'll come up with this, and the next time we'll figure it out. So, and I, like you say, Iron Man wasn't that well received. I keep making that comparison. I know I'm repeating myself, but Iron Man, nobody thought that much of it. Oh, okay, good movie, Robert Downey Jr. And then it started to build up, and people went, oh, shit, that makes sense. Then they went back and started really appreciating it. Right. I think that's kind of what we're, you know, looking at right, right. now. Right. And in, in, in moving into the future, you have Blue Beetle still coming out this year. I don't know that I'll see it in theaters. I might. I think it looks, it looks like a good enough movie. We saw previews enough. Um, yeah. And then uh, Aquaman two, and then they've just cast the new Superman. I'll I'll go to Superman Legacy in the theaters. I think. I think so. I think I want to be on the ground floor of that. I really right. want to be fully engaged, and I want to see that 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 movie when it comes out. So, right. um, yeah, I guess that's anything else you wanted well, to like you said, bring up. I mean, it's. Like the, the whole box office thing, I think COVID kind of did that to people. Yep. And then, you know, after COVID was over, people wanted to go back to them, but they kind of went, oh, I don't really miss it that much. Plus, we're just, we're oversensitized with all the different options we have to watch movies. But I, yeah. it, like you said that day of that we saw the first time, it is an experience, though. It's, it's yes. you're going out. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot it completely about yeah, that. You're, yeah, you're going out, you're doing a thing, you're, you're getting out of the house, you're it's living an your event. life. Yeah, it's you're an doing event. It's an event. You feel excited. It's not just and like, oh, what do you want to do tonight? And you're seeing people you don't always necessarily see and, you know, getting together with friends to go watch a movie. And, you know, yeah, it's it, you're going out and doing something. You're living life. I don't think I've had this same experience going to a movie that I've had since Endgame. Right. Like that, I haven't, it's, it's pre-COVID. Right. So exactly. I think that, that that's what I'm excited for in the future is like that movies are going to feel like an event every time you go to them. Like it's not just going to be, uh, hey, we're going to another movie. Right. Yeah, well, and um, that's why people stop doing it. I, uh, hopefully this brings it back, you know, to some degree at least. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and the Hulk uh, had, had said uh, 
enough's enough. I'm done with that. His hands fall oh, off. And... Oh, he's not broken at least. Okay. <laughs> oh, speaking <laughs> of my line going out of the show. Oh, my gosh. I'm glad that wasn't a cross falling off the... <laughs> right. I'm glad I didn't get <laughs> I mean, shot at. That, that X one kind of looks like a Man, cross. So. I feel like, I sh- you know, are we part of the movie now all of a sudden? Um, yeah, so speaking, Hulk of Hulk, mad. speaking of Hulk falling over and I can't get up. <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. Getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?